This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is Monday, December 12th. 2022. Yeah. And the Jazz are hurting. The Utah Jazz <coughs> are being decimated by injuries. <laughs> but is it all for the good? It does feel like we're learning a lot more about the Utah Jazz with all these injuries, and we'll talk about that. Big old Zion Williamson in the donut train rolls in the Salt Lake City this week. <laughs> what? The donut train. Yeah, Cougar Tails. Uh, anyway, the point is the Jazz have injuries with Zion coming in. We got a lot of Utah Jazz basketball for you. Can Netflix save the Pac-12, who just won the Heisman Trophy? Or is Netflix right about live streaming sports? We'll talk all about that. What items do you buy at Costco? I had potentially one of the best dinners I've had in some time last night from Costco. Okay. And I am not ashamed to say that. As a large and portly figure, I know food. Right. And uh, I definitely want to talk about the best food to buy at Costco because... There are a lot of options. The enchilada was a lot of enjoyment. It was really good. (laughs) It was really, really good. Okay. So we'll talk about all that coming up. Uh, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, is absolutely your only choice when you've been in an accident. I'm telling you right now, do not rely on your insurance company. Did you know your insurance company is all about lawyering and all about saving money and keeping money in their pockets, not putting it in your pockets? The insurance adjuster does not work on your behalf. The advocates do. That's why you get to theadvocates.com. No matter which accident you've been in, if you are scratching your head saying, man, do I need an attorney? The answer is yes. Theadvocates.com is where you go to chat with a lawyer right now online. Uh, They have a free chat function there. You never pay a consultation fee. You never pay a retainer. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at The Advocates. Dot com. Uh, Jake, let's start talking Utah Jazz because one of the things that is very clear uh, this morning is that the Utah Jazz are dealing with a large number of injuries. Obviously, Mike Conley's been out. Colin Sexton is out with a hamstring. Laurie Markinen is still out with whatever this illness is. And the hits just keep on coming. Yet the Jazz are competing at a very high level. And we saw in their their last couple of games here that they've damn near won both games without any of those guys, Jake. So is there a silver lining here for the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I definitely think there's a silver lining. I I think that, you know, like last night against the Nuggets, you don't have, you know, you don't have, um, you know, Jordan Clarkson. You don't have, you know, a lot of these names. I mean, you're like, put this into perspective. Talon Horton Tucker is starting. Right. Like, like we need to understand that a lot of the guys that were coming off of the bench uh, are in the starting lineup right now. And I think that that's a, 
you know, that happens to every team, but I think this Utah Jazz team is doing a hell of a job being in these games, you know, like against the Nuggets, Jokic does what Jokic does and has a triple-double and has a huge night, um, but you still only lose by five. And, and yeah, so I do think there is a silver lining to that. I do think that, that you know, not, not having your guys, but being in this game, especially on the road, that's a hell of a performance by this bench squad. And I think that, you know, Will Hardy is doing everything that he can do, in my opinion. But I, I, I just think that when you start losing talent like, you know, Laurie Markinen and Jordan Clarkson and Mike Conley, like these guys are starters in the league for a reason. And so to me, uh, I didn't have a huge problem with this this particular loss to the Denver Nuggets. I felt like you worked really hard. And one of my biggest questions coming out of this game is, how for real is Nikhil Alexander-Walker? How for real is the contribution? Because he goes 40 minutes, 9 to 16 from the field, 5 to 10 from 3. You know, you you had a good night, 27 points. You know, like you, you had a pretty solid performance there. My only question is, is that sustainable? It, can he be that guy, you know, five out of seven nights? Well, probably not yet. Can he develop into that guy, though? Because if you can do it one game, I think you can do it regularly. It's just a matter of development and, and, you know, diagnosing the defense and understanding how to get to your spots. So that, to me, is one of the biggest silver linings coming out of these losses. Yeah, and I think NAW is for real. I think when you look at the skill set he's deploying, he's he is shooting the ball well. He is getting after it at the rim. I love what he's bringing to you defensively. And I do think it says something about playing time and minutes distribution because you look at some of the, the guys that are getting minutes and a lot of guys are not contributing. But you look at guys like NAW, you know, again, just looking at the box out of the, the Nuggets game, let's say, right? Um, as you talked about, you started Olenek, Vando, uh, Beasley, Alexander Walker, and THT. Taylor Norton Tucker gives you 34 minutes, one of seven from three, 19 points. But then you look at a guy like Walker Kessler who does not start, he gives you 22 minutes, and again, you get three blocks. You get eight rebounds, two or three from the line, 10 points, like a really solid contribution off the bench. Yeah. So you then look at, you know, NAW gives you 40 minutes, five of 10 from three for 27 points three boards, two dimes, like, he's really contributing. Yeah. I think you have to play Nikhil Alexander-Walker more. Even when everybody's healthy, I think you have to really look at making sure that he's getting 25, 27 minutes a night. Yeah, and, and I think that the the what you talked about there with the shooting is why he's getting those minutes. Obviously, you know, he works hard. He's a, he's a, a pretty serviceable defender, in my opinion. Um, but the shooting has to be there. And I think that's how he's going to go about getting his numbers and getting, um, you know, his, getting to his spots, getting his numbers, contributing, you know, I, by shooting. He's not a guy, like, just as a crazy comparison, like, Zion doesn't get his numbers by shooting, right? right Zion's a guy right. that goes in and bullies people. Nikhil's not that guy, right? He's going to get his numbers by staying on the perimeter, maybe driving past you, but he's not a physical guy. So to me... It's like, yeah, I think he, I think because Jordan Clarkson is starting on most nights, maybe Nikhil Alexander Walker can be that next iteration of the Jordan Clarkson esque figure where he can come off, come off the bench for, you know, like you said, 25 to 27 minutes a night and can give you 20 points off the bench. Cause that's, this team needs that. Like if you could have a guy come off the bench every night and give you 20 reliably, oh, come on. that yeah. would be, that would be a, a hell of an improvement. Yeah, I think that'd be huge. And I think one of the things that 
we're learning is that that you know the guys who are going to win you a championship are not here. But Nikhil Alexander Walker, if I look up and down this roster and we start talking about, hey, who who can be here to win a championship when you win a championship? Nikhil Alexander Walker is absolutely one of those guys. He's a young guy that you're going to mold and he's going to make or break the rest of this year and probably the first half of next year when you would expect to be a far more competitive team. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the rest of the guys like and I know, again, I point him out because he's such a fan favorite. I don't think Jordan Clarkson's a guy that's on this roster when the Jazz win their first championship. Thanks. I, I just don't see that. I don't think THT is, is, you know, a guy that you can't replace. But I look at somebody like Walker Kessler. I think he's got a very unique skill set. I think he's a guy that can play with the bigs that play in this league in the style of play where bigs thrive in this in this current incarnation of the NBA. I think, you know, Walker Kessler's a guy that can be on this roster. But other than that, I don't see a guy who you've got to have or it's going to extend your timeline. Right. Frankly, I think, you know, probably your top 10 guys are not here right now. I think I could make the argument that the day that the Utah Jazz win a championship, and yes, I am still convinced that Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge will bring a championship to this town in the next five seasons, I would say. I, I am convinced that I could make an argument that None of the top 10 guys on that team are here right now. Mm -hmm. And maybe, hey, again, maybe Nikhil Alexander-Walker earns a spot in that rotation. Maybe absolutely he's talented enough. But, Jake, I don't know that any of those guys are here right now. Yeah, and I I think it's tough. Like, I I, I think that you never know who, you know, like you can make the case that, um, you know, a guy who starts on this team could be like Kelly Olenek, perfect example. Yep. Kelly Olynyk could be a guy that comes off the bench on a championship team. He could. He's he's good enough individually to contribute, uh, at, you know, fifteen to seventeen minutes a night on yeah, a championship I could see that. team. You know, so like it, it, there are decisions to be made very clearly, and I think that you know the tough part is is for Danny Ainge is like a lot like this team is starting to develop some pretty likable guys, you know, and and I think that that in the league it's always been tough because this is such a relatable league you 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 relate to to the struggles of a Nikhil Alexander Walker where you know he he didn't really do a whole lot in New Orleans he comes here last year and doesn't even get a sniff really and then now right. now right. with Will Hardy like he's getting minutes and getting major minutes now and like he's able to contribute on what is essentially a 500 basketball team i think they're one game above 500 right now but they're essentially a 500 basketball team but but this is the kind of opportunity guys like NAW need or or Walker Kessler's need or frankly THT needs like these guys need those minutes so to me hell i was even happy to see Agbaji get some nba minutes you know like that was nice to see so that's why i say like yeah this roster is going to get rolled over there's no question about it but i think when you're when you're contributing 40 minutes a night and you're putting up 27 points like yeah, you were a minus player in that game, but a lot of that's probably not you. That's probably the fact that you're playing a really good Denver Nuggets team. Like, you, you, there there are just things that, that happen that way. So to me, it's like, yeah, you're going to roll this roster over. I don't think anyone doubts that. But yeah, I do think there are some some gems in the waiting here if you keep developing them, like, you know, the NAWs. I do think Walker Kessler could be a really good big on a championship team, but I think he needs to lift some weights, and I think he needs to become more of a killer than he is, and that's my biggest concern. I don't know if the guy is ever a, a, a cold-blooded big. That's my thing. Like, he, well, he is rather yeah. soft personality-wise, so that would be my only concern. So to me, I think they're doing fine. I just think that you you have to keep winning at least 
one or two out of every five you play. Because right now you're you're grinding quite a bit through the schedule. And by the way, schedule doesn't get any easier. I, I don't know if anyone's noticed that. Like the Pelicans are coming to, to the Viv for two on Tuesday and Thursday. Then you're going out east for teams like Milwaukee and Cleveland. I think you have the Pistons coming up. So it doesn't really get any easier. But hopefully, hopefully they can get healthy from the Milwaukee game. Well, the next six of nine are on the road. I mean that that's yeah. always a very difficult stretch. Uh, you know, to to undertake. But listen, I, I think I am not the guy who says, oh, well, this is great. This will improve the Jazz draft slot because nothing the Jazz do in this draft is going to move them closer to a championship. And I know that's that's not what Jazz fans want to hear. How could you say that? The draft is all that matters. Well, like- I, I mean, the, 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 the NBA draft is not what's going to win the Jazz a championship. And fans believe that you can draft Victor Wambanyama and... The NBA is really pushing him hard, broadcasting all of his games in the NBA app. And look, I get it. But the hard reality is there are very few teams that are set up like the Golden State Warriors who have drafted exceptionally well uh, back-to-back years in, in three out of five years to build a core. That's just not the way championships are won. And I think it's it's more likely that you're going to run into a situation like a Milwaukee uh, let's say, who drafts Giannis and winds up developing him. Now, granted, his rise has been, I mean, I don't know that anybody could have predicted he'd ever be as good as he is. Right. But he's not the sole reason that they won a championship. It was a collection of the the pieces around him. That's what wins championships. So, yeah, do you have to have that core? Sure you do. And would you like to add a superstar? Sure you would. But you're probably not doing that through the draft. I mean, your percentages of 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 you know hitting home runs in the draft are just not good. Yeah. And by the way, I think again, the draft is going to change dramatically over the next two or three years because of the new collective bargaining agreement. So I think you're going to have to go out and compete in the trade market and to a lesser extent the free agent market, uh, because I think it's going to be tough tough for the Jazz to get a number one option in free in uh free agency. You're gonna have to trade for that. Yeah. So I think that the the if you're one of those fans that's hanging on to the NBA draft as the avenue for the Jazz to win a championship, you're going to die before they win a championship. And I'm I'm assuming you're going to live to 100 because if they're going to try and build a contender through the draft, the Jazz will not win. Yeah. Point blank, plain and simple. Yeah. The Jazz will not win building through the draft. And I know that people will be unhappy with that or frustrated with that, but you just do not win through the NBA draft. Yeah, well, you're hating on the Jazz again. You're just a hater. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. By the way, I still put the percentages of getting a a, a Victor Wambanyama, who, again, I'm just telling you, that's not the guy in this draft you want. No. It's not the guy you want. Scoot Henderson's the guy you want. Victor Wambanyama's not the guy you want. Uh, but if you want the number one overall pick, I think you have almost no chance of getting it. I mean, it would be... You'd have to trade. You'd have to be intentional to go and get it. It would be unbelievable yeah. to think that they could win the, the number one pick. You'd have to go trade for it. Yeah, agreed. No doubt about it. All right, let's get your comments in here. If you're watching the show right now, please do give us a thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. By the way, we are still giving away... Um, our jazz package. What a weekend it was for subscribers. You guys are doing work, man. Yeah, we did all right. I mean, we did all right. Um, on the subscriber front, don't right. let jazz, don't let Jake fool you. On the okay. subscriber front, so that's how it's going to be. We are only at eighty four hundred and one subscribers. 
That's 599 to go in the next, um, I don't know, what is that, 19 days? 19 days to get 500 and what it, you want to, I oh, mean, no, here, do, let's do the calculations. You know, let me, let me, uh, well, let me do, do some, some back, of the, back of the envelope calculations thank here. You, thank you, Klyovkov. What, yeah. do, what do we have? So we have 599 Yep. divided by 19, 19 is 32 subscribers a day. I, is, is that likely to happen? Yeah, probably not. Uh, but if we get to 9,000 subs by the end of this year, December 31st, yeah, we are going to take you plus one to the Utah Jazz game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jake and I will accompany you. We will sit and watch the game with you. We will take you to the team store. We will buy you a custom jersey if you like. I would again, I would again tell you don't get a jersey. If I'm you, I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get the black with yellow trim Utah Jazz sweatshirt because I think that's the most fire piece of merch that I have seen. Even the black with the white note, that's what you're trying to do. But I'm telling you, it's probably not going to happen. I mean, give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Do it. You know, you got to go we gotta in. We got to try to get to 200 today. I mean, you know, we, we came up short on, on Friday. So, you know, 200 likes today is the goal. Yeah, that'd be great. And th- those what those likes do... By the way, is those likes really, you know, push our content out to other people yeah. who are not subscribed that see the channel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm telling you to go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a like. But yeah, if we get to if we somehow miraculously get to nine thousand subs by the end of the year, uh, we'll take you plus one to see Donnie and the Cavs when they come back to Salt Lake in January. It's gonna be a heck of a time. Black car's gonna be involved. Uh, we're going to buy your food and your drink. Like, it's going to be a great time. All we have to do is get to 9,000 subs. That's it. That's your job. Yeah, Let's do this thing. Do it. Uh, what's up? Troy says, good morning, Monty Jake. So do you think it's Hardy on the losing or just the guys getting to know each other? Well, no, I think they're hurt. I don't think. Are we already questioning Will Hardy? We're We're not doing that already, are we? I mean, he. I think Will Hardy's done a fantastic job. Yeah, they're they're hurt right now, man. Like, yeah, they're you're you're you lost by five in Denver, and you didn't have Conley, Laurie, or Clarkson. Like, come on. Yeah, I I, I am not going to get on. Uh, I am not going to get on um, Will Hardy. That's not going to happen. And I'm looking for team stats. My mind's going away. Uh, I'm looking at numbers from the Jazz. As a team, they shot 46%, so they did not shoot well. <coughs> 15 of 41, they shoot 36% from three. So I love the volume at 41 threes. Um, you know, but I look at the total assist numbers, 20 assists. The rule on this show is you got to have 25 or more assists to win the game. That's just the, the, the rule. It's the benchmark. 43s and 25 assists. They didn't get there, right? But they did have six blocks. You know, they had... 21 points off of turnovers, you know, only 15 points on the break, only 44 points in the paint, right? Yeah. Like, so you're just struggling because your top talent's not there, but let's not already start questioning Will Hardy. Let's not do that. Uh, Gage Carter, good morning. He says, even though the Jazz went over for 2 this weekend, they were pretty fun to watch both games. They were, absolutely. Yep. yep. Uh, Neville, good morning to you. Tyler P says, silver lining is that Jazz lose games. Tank note. Tank note. Next comment. Yeah, I'm just not here for that. <coughs> I, I'm just not here for that. Uh, Tyler also says, really wanted to see Akbaji be aggressive in his minutes, but he just goes to the corner 
and Stancer. Well, that's his job that's in the job. offense, bro. Yep. Uh, by the way, by the way, don't Tyler. I don't know if you're in the state of Utah, but if you are, you should come and watch Ogbaji play in the G League because he is yeah, a damn good player in the G League. He is fun to watch in the G League. Uh, which, by the way, games are at Maverick Center now yeah. for the Salt Lake Stars, and it's great. Prismak from Poland, my brother. Uh, hello, everyone. Our problem is defense. Every team scores 110 points against the Jazz. Well, I think, frankly, I think that's what the NBA is now. I mean, if you can hold teams under 110, I mean, you're doing something right. Um, but even when they lose, they do give up a lot of points. There's no doubt about that. Um, but this is a young team that's learning to play as a group, too. I think you have to remember that. I don't know. I'm not that concerned about this this yeah. Jazz team. I, I, again, say they're a 40-win fringe playoff team. That's what I think the Jazz are. I mean, the lo- the worst team in the league at scoring right now is the Clippers at 107 a game. That's what they average a game, 107. That's crazy. The highest team is Boston at 120. So, I mean, you, you you're talking about teams like... OKC at 115, Minnesota at 115, Memphis, Denver, LA, all at 115 points a game. So to say, like, I just want to put that comment in perspective about 110 points a game. That's not 110 points a game in today's league just is not some ridiculous number. I mean, 125 is a ridiculous number, but 110 is just not that bad of a a number to give up. It's just not anything under 110, I would tell you is is a defensive gem, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Lee Jensen, good morning to you. I would not be mad if the Jazz get into the playing game and win the one and lose the other for a shot at Victor. What do you mean? What? So can somebody make me the argument that you want Victor Wambanyama to be the centerpiece of this team? Yeah, what is the attraction? I mean, I... I I don't know. I don't... I, I understand why people are excited about him. He's got handles, he shoots... But watching most of his his game the other day, he's going up against inferior talent. That, that that's just not even he, like he is going up against talent that is less competitive than the G League. Less competitive. There is no physicality in that league. He has time and space to shoot. Like he is wildly talented. I just don't think that he is going to be even a a his rookie year I'd be shocked if he averaged 12 to 15 points I'd be shocked like completely shocked I would be I don't know I I don't I'm not excited about him as my centerpiece player I'm not excited about that yeah I mean the reason that Chet works so well is in, in OKC is because you have other talent around him there yeah I mean you have Shea you have Dort like I mean you have a lot you have Giddy there like you have a he lot a of other talent your caliber talent there when they came in the league yes dude. yes absolutely but if you look at I mean if you look at the rookies right now like you look at this league and I'm going to use Orlando as the example right Orlando is eight and twenty. They are eight and twenty, and there is no doubt that Paulo Bancaro is the best rookie in the NBA. He's averaging twenty-one point eight points a game, six boards, four dimes, and he's a guy. With all due respect, he's a guy that I think is. Three to four times more developed than Victor Wambanyama. He's 6'10", 250. 
And well, and that's the other thing I was about to say is that physically he's ready to play in the NBA. He's also shooting on the the regular 26% from three, right? So he's a guy that isn't even close to the top end of his game. He's not close. But you look at Victor Wambanyama, that's 7-4. And I don't, he cannot be. Yeah, he can't be close. I don't even think he's 230. I was watching him at the NBA app, by the way, is problematic. Man, that app is rough. But I was watching Victor Wambanyama on the app, and I'm like, dude, he can't be, he's got to be way closer to 215, 210. Like he is rail thin. And his hand, the thing that really worries me is he handles the ball really well, which creates a lot of things for him. If you haven't seen Victor Wambanyama, Victor Wambanyama is a guy that's got handles and he shoots the three really well. Yeah. So what happens is guys play him really tight so he has no problem getting by them. Like, I mean, it's super easy. Nobody's physical with him, nothing. In the NBA, that's not going to happen. He's not at his length with his arms like that going to be able to dribble. Like there were three or four times at the top of the key where guys were like around him like a gnat knocking the ball away and he was able to recover it. In the NBA, that's not going to happen. I don't believe that he's going to be able to just blow by guys in the NBA. So I think at some point that's all going to come back around to, okay, well, I've evolved now, right? But he's not going to be able to bang. He's going to be the exact opposite of Zion. He's going to be heavily reliant on his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, maybe maybe he's a prolific jump shooter in the league. Maybe that happens. I mean, that's a possibility. But to me, you're not going to just come into the NBA and and start being a physical guy when that's not who you've been. And this is, for me, where I am concerned. I don't doubt that the guy can handle the ball or shoot the ball or do basketball activities. I I just don't doubt that. That's clearly in his game. But what you but what guys like Victor don't understand until you get to the league and you start banging with a guy who's 250 pounds is it doesn't matter how tall you are in the NBA. It quite literally does not matter, right? Because when Zion's coming downhill, he's going to move you and you're going to be under the basket and unable to block him. That's the problem. And on offense, the problem's going to be that you're not going to be able to just go by guys as you've been saying. That's right. So it's like, it's this whole thing where like, if you can picture like a line graph in your head, Victor's been climbing, 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 right? The, his entire life, he's been the best guy on the floor in every single game, including now. The problem is, is now he's going to reach this new level up way the hell up here where he's going to have to now progress. His mindset's going to have to change where now it's going to be okay I can't get away with being 215 in the NBA. I, I got to get to at least 230 pounds. I, I have to get to 230 pounds uh, reliably and comfortably within my game to be successful because I got to be able to bang with Steven Adams. I got to be able to bang with Jokic because that's who he's going to guard. You think he's going to guard threes in the NBA? There's no. no way in hell he's guarding threes in the NBA. He's not guarding Bradley Beal. He's not guarding Kevin Durant. No chance. And if he is guarding Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's winning that matchup. So that's why I say, yes, he's wonderfully talented. Yes, dude is dude should be the number one overall pick. I don't even dispute that. 
I don't even hate the guy. I have no problem with him. But I have a problem with the concept that you're going to draft this kid with the expectation that he's just going to take you to the NBA Finals. That's not happening. I'm sorry. It's not. Is Can he be a piece on a championship team? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. No problem with that. No problem at all. But you're going to have to learn how to A, stay healthy, but then B, play physical basketball, which he's not doing now. And that's why I say I'm not here for jazz tanking talk. With all due respect to Tyler, yeah. I'm not here for it because that's the, not the right move. What percentage would you put on on Victor Wambanyama being at any point in his career being a superstar? I mean, like, what? Why are you freaking out over the camera? I was asking you a question. Uh, like, what? What percentage would you put on that? Because I would put it at 25. percent I'll give him a a 25 percent chance here right now today. Haven't seen him going up against NBA bodies. Haven't seen him go through a pre-draft workout. None of that. Just now today, knowing what I know about Victor Wambanyama, talking to people around the NBA, watching his games, watching his highlights, all that stuff. I put it at 25% that he is, is a, and when I say star player, that he is ever, you know, 25 and 10. Can he be Jaron Jackson Jr.? No, they're totally different players. Um, I mean, the question is, can he ever be Kevin Durant? Because that's his comparison. That's his like-for-like like comparison. And I don't think he can. Victor Wambanyama, you can't compare him to Jaron Jackson Jr. because he's not a center. He's a three. He is maybe a four. And I think that the problem's going to be is he's not physically capable of competing at that level. He is not what Giannis was when Giannis came in. He is a guy that... that at some point, is going to have to be able to play below the three-point stripe in the NBA. And that's why I say I give him a 25% chance. That's, you know, for me, I, I, I think it's a very, very steep hill to climb that he is, I mean, can he make an all-star team? Sure. My aunt, without, you know, being a man, can make an NBA all-star <coughs> team, right? Like, it, it's, that's not the question. Can he ever be first-team all-NBA? Mm -hmm. Can he be the best player on a, on a championship-winning team? I don't see that in any rookie. I don't see that in, and not Scoot Henderson, not anybody, because the bust percentage is so high in the NBA draft. I, that's the other thing you don't think about is this isn't even just a VW conversation. So, you know. Kenai Johnson says, uh, VW isn't worth it, just my opinion. Totally agree. Uh, Mike Maple says, I'd move up for Scoot, not VW, 10 out of 10 times. I... I've seen Scoot in person, and I think Scoot is is physically ready to play. Yeah. I I you know watching his he he was hurt when they were here, so you don't you, we didn't get to see him play. But watching his tape, he's NBA ready now. Mm -hmm. He is NBA ready now. Tyler P says I think Victor will be great, but the Jazz have zero shot at him, so I kind of uh, move past him. When you say great, what does that mean? Yeah, how do you define that? What is yeah, your what, what does that sense mean? of that? NY Monty fan says 20%. Justin Salas says 15 to 20%. Totally agree. Uh, I think it's 50-50 he's an all-star. I would say that's fair. I mean, I, mean, I think probably. the all-star all -star appearances are a popularity vote. So from that standpoint, he clearly is good at that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I think, I think like being a really good NBA player being a Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, being a Kevin Durant, being like a superstar 
cornerstone franchise player yeah. is very different than making an all-star team. Yeah. I mean, it, it being an NBA all-star, frankly, is not that difficult. I think if you're a regular 20-minute-a-night guy, you can be an all-star. Right. Honest to God. Uh, Eugene 12 says MVP of the league in a few years. That's you fucking donkey. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bro, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You think in two or three years he's going to be the MVP of the NBA? <laughs> no. No. That would be, that's come highly on, unlikely. That he ever wins an NBA MVP is, I think there's maybe a one to five percent chance. Yeah. Like one to five percent. It's so difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, my Monty fan says superstar is different than all-star. Jeff Malone was an all-star. You just brought up the name Jeff freaking Malone, <laughs> man. That's why I love you, dude. Jeff Malone. That's awesome. Uh, mesh says 25% chance of VW being, uh, a superstar nonsense. 70% when you have the skill set that he has, all it takes is building your body and adjusting to the game. The dude is going to shoot over people. So, I mean, on a, on a baseline level, yeah, you're, yeah, he'll shoot over people. But here's the problem. He's not going to have the space to get that shot. What he's doing right now is only, in my opinion, I think the success he's having now is because he is not playing skilled talent. He is playing in... And I would encourage you to download the NBA app. They show pretty much every one of his games. Yeah. And you just go and look. Look when he drives to the basket. Like, look at what happens when he drives to the basket. How often is dude on the floor? Like, how often does he get knocked to the ground? Think about that. I mean, like, in the league, that happens on a possession-by-possession possession basis. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> you're going to get... Knocked down. You're going to get physical in the NBA. Guys are going to get their money's worth for fouls. And <clears throat> to me, VW needs to need is going to need to adjust to that. And and I get it. Like people believe that he's just going to come in and shoot over guys, and he's just taller than you, and that's all fine and dandy. But do you, do you like as great as Kevin Durant is, and as much as I love Kevin Durant, he still gets his shot block from time to time. He gets stripped too. Now that's not on Sports Center and top ten plays, but if you watch enough basketball, it happens probably I don't know, once every couple of games. He'll get stripped, he'll get blocked, he'll get, you know, he'll he'll get beat defensively. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's not like Kevin Durant's twice the athlete that VW is, right? He's quicker, can do more, not as tall, but guys are still able to affect him. So you really think that they're not going to get after VW? Like, that's that's what I have trouble with. I look at guys, the best players in in Europe. Like, Tony Kukoc is a perfect example. Tony Kukoc was the guy that they called the Euro Jordan. Like, Euro Magic. Like, he is awesome. Like, he, Tony Kukoc, before he came to the Bulls, was amazing. He was the, I think he was... Um, EuroLeague MVP like four times. And remember, he didn't come to the NBA at, like when he was 20 years old. Right. He comes to the NBA after being the, the, the MVP multiple times. And for his career, averaged 11.6 points. <laughs> One of the most skilled players <laughs> to ever... 
come to the NBA from Europe, averaged 11.6 points. <laughs> and, like, if you look at Darko Milic- Milicic, yeah. here's another guy that was, oh, my God, all world, get hard, like, geez, Louise, <laughs> I'm going to hit that. Right? Like, this cat couldn't miss. He averaged six points in his career. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Six points in his career before he went on to kickboxing. <laughs> Neat. Right? I, I mean. I thought you said he went on to kickboxing. I, I, it just is so improbable that he that Victor Wambanyama is going to come and set some trend. That he's going to be totally different than all of the other bigs that have come over here. It's really difficult to be his size and weigh like 38 pounds and compete. Yeah. He j- and the, he, here's the other question. Yeah. Let's say he does add a bunch of muscle and he does add a bunch of weight. Do you even lift? Now he can't play on the wing. You're 7'4", and what are you going to be, 250? Does that sound like a 2-3 a combo guard? Does that sound like a guy that can play the 3-4 with handles and it changes your game? What is, what is, so Giannis goes through this body transformation, yes. right? What is, let's see what Giannis, Giannis is 240. Like, there's no way Buddy's getting to 250. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think you're right. I think this guy is maybe 215, 220. Right now, nice. he's, I mean, when he was in Vegas, it, when when he was in Vegas, I mean, he, he couldn't have been, he could not have been 225. There's no way. There's just no way. But, like, let's say he does get to 230. So, let's say you do weightlifting, you put that muscle on, you're 230, you're 7'4". It's not in his game, to me, to be this guy that's super physical. That is that is the core issue. If you, yes. like, I'll even give you, listen... You know, Tyler and, and Ruffs and all these guys who love VW, right? I will give you guys the win on, hey, he'll just shoot over people. Hey, he'll 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 just be bigger than you, so that that's how he'll find success. Okay, great. But what you can't what you can't get away from is he's not a dog. He's not somebody who's like, all right, the ball's in my hand. I'm just gonna run you the hell over and get to the basket. Why why do you think Braun was so successful his rookie year? You think Braun was some elite shooter coming out of high school? No. Braun was not an elite. You were at his first game. Braun yeah. was not a, a some elite shooter. Not at all. Braun was was six eight and just better than he you. He was a freight train and yeah. he had and he had skills. Like I, I just I don't know. I think the kid has the potential to be the best player in the world because that's what everybody's telling you. Right now, we, we just need to he he's not growing and developing against the talent he's facing. We saw that in Las Vegas, right? We saw that, you know, against G League talent, he can dominate. Okay, but Jared Butler scored 30 points in the G League. Yeah. Agbaji scores 30 points in the G League. Yeah. That doesn't mean almost anything. It means almost nothing. You've got to get to the NBA and show that you can be a 40-minute guy to be the best player in the world. That's all I'm I'm saying. I just... And I'll keep saying what I've said for a year now. Scoot Henderson's the best prospect in this draft. He is in a draft full of prospects where you've probably got 30 guys who could start in the NBA. 
Yeah. Scoot Henderson's the best NBA prospect in this draft, in my opinion. It's it we and, and we've talked about this. We we yeah. like you look at if we look at this past NBA draft, mm-hmm. right? If you look at the 2022 NBA draft and you consider how it went and and where where the guys have gone since they got drafted. Paulo Bancaro went number one. He has been an absolute stud. Yeah, worth it, 100%, no doubt about it. Chet Holmgren's hurt, not playing. Like, I look at Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith has been pretty good. Yep. Has Keegan Murray been a guy that you're like, hey, man. Eh, he's been okay. He's he's a guy that you're like, okay. You know, I, I don't. I, he's okay. I, I I just don't know. Like, if I look at a guy like a Keegan Murray, ask yourself, like, is he going to develop into somebody when he's averaging 12 points and four boards? Is he going to develop into somebody where you're like, hey, this kid's going to be amazing. I can see Keegan Murray developing into a 23, 24-point-a-night guy. Yeah. But I don't think he'll ever be the best player on a championship team. And when you get drafted, where he got drafted, that's the expectation, right? Like Jaden Ivey's been pretty good. But I, there's, I don't know, is there, is that, is Johnny Davis somebody we're like, oh yeah, got to have him, is Jalen Williams or Dallin Terry or... No. Look at what Walker Kessler is. Look at Walker Kessler, 22nd in the first round. He's a project. What I'm telling you is this coming draft, there's 30 guys yeah. that could be starters in the NBA. Which, again, also brings up the point of, hey, like VW is going to go number one overall, but inside of two seasons, is he the best player from his draft? Yeah, I don't know. It's a great question. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, let's talk NBA draft, if you'd like, with VW. Uh, let's talk Utah Jazz. Uh, three of four they've lost. Six of their next nine are on the road. Yeah. Um, and do you want VW on the Jazz? Because I'm I'm here. Maybe I'm just rainy day parade guy, but I'm here to tell you I don't. All of our NBA talk, including your Utah Jazz, is presented by TridayTrading.com. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty right now. Watch their free webinar um, and make a decision. That's what I'm asking you to do. So many people have said um, that when they watch the webinar, it absolutely blows their mind because you just don't understand what's possible until you understand what's possible. And when you watch the free webinar at Triday Trading, you understand that, yeah, you too can be right now making $1,000 a day. But every day you delay, you're delaying prosperity. And when you look at the frustration you have with your job, how many people listening to this show right now are going to be working Christmas Day? How many people listening to this show right now are going to be upset that they're not going to spend as much time during the holiday with their family? How many people listening to the show right now are not going to take the last week of the year off? And if the answer is, yeah, I'm not taking the last week of the year off, I can't, I've got to work, or I don't have vacation <coughs> time, or why are you not working for yourself? Do that right now. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Trydaytrading.com. Dot com slash Monty. Go watch the free webinar and then make a decision. There are people who have gone through the tri-day trading program that are making hundreds and thousands of dollars a day. Today is the 12th of December. Let's just say that you work the five days this week and the five days next week and you make $1,000 a day. That's 10 grand. Ask yourself right now, am I going to make $10,000 by the end of December? Hmm. 
Probably not. And if your answer is no, you should be watching the free webinar. It's no obligation. There's no cost to it. It's free at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. And I, I, you know, one of the things Mrs. Monty and I talked about this past weekend was not living life like tomorrow's guaranteed. And one of the things we tend to do, and we, because we were planning vacations and we were planning, because we're not working the last week of the year. Right. We are from, you know, a week from Friday is our last show. So we have 10 more shows this year. And one of the things that we have been looking at is planning vacations and where are we going to go? And we're going to LA and then we're going to Tahoe. And one of the things we talked about is that you, you just can't cruise through life thinking tomorrow's guaranteed because it's not. It's not guaranteed. I'm here to tell you right now that tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, you can step outside your house and get hit by a truck, dude. Yeah. It, it is. That's how you have to look at life. What am I going to do today to provide for my family? What am I going to do today to thrive? I'm telling you, stop acting like there's other days that you can go and change your life and make money because there's not. Mm-hmm. There, today is the day. Oh, wow. I've got a New Year's resolution. Screw <coughs> New Year's resolution. <coughs> you're fat now. You're going to be fat a year from now if you're waiting on a New Year's resolution, right? Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Nothing is, I'm telling you, nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. 15 minutes from, look at Mike Leach. Did you guys hear the story on Mike Leach, the head coach at Mississippi State? Um, You know, the pirate, Mike Leach. Yeah. Flown to a hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, and he is, uh, by some accounts, on his deathbed. His situation is critical. Like, they're talking about how he needs massive amounts of prayers because he had a medical incident at his home. Like, you think Mike Leach thought yesterday was the day he was going to die? Probably not. Yeah. Don't live that mentality. Trydaytrading.com. Tanner says, how is Mrs. Monty doing? She's doing well. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Mrs. Monty broke her arm snowboarding a week ago. Um, And she's doing great. She is. We we have an orthopedic consult today, but um, she she doesn't have a lot of pain, thankfully. She's sleeping well. On a treadmill over the weekend? Yeah, she's working out again. Like, she's doing great. She is doing she is doing great. Dallin says, do you guys day trade kind of hard when you guys work during a market open? Well, but see, it's actually not. You understand that day trading doesn't have to be your full-time job. Right. Day trade, there's a ton of people like we tell the story all the time. Yeah. I'm a huge stock market guy. Um, and whether it was, you know, a lot of people go back to Joe's to the moon, brah. But like I have been in the market a long time. I am a stock guy. And you, there are systems set up and you, you learn the process. One of the things you learn at Triday Trading is you learn the process of how to manage day trading during your full-time job and how to grow your business so that you can, if you want to, only do day trading for a living or do it as a side hustle, whatever it is you like. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, I'm in the market. I'm telling you, one of the big wins for me to this day still remains GE. The pandemic crushed GE. I got in at a great time on GE. And I thought I was going to be like a week in on GE. No, dude, I'm hanging on to it. Absolutely hanging on to it. So, yeah, absolutely, I'm in the market. Uh, Tanner says, so true, nothing is guaranteed. Absolutely. Best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Second best time is today. Plant it and do some day trading. Well, But I'm being serious. Yeah. That's a great analogy. A lot of people talk about, well, it just takes so long. But if you never start, you never finish. Yeah. You, if you never start the race, you never finish. And I just, I'm a big believer in, you know, I'm a big believer in you got to act quickly. 
You know, like it's just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to be yeah. proactive. There's no doubt. Jeff Johnson says, wow, the state trading commercial escalated quickly. But I'm really passionate about life. Like I am, I'm all about it. Like I'm into it. Mm. Jake and I were snowboarding Saturday before he went and hung out with his girlfriend and dumped me for the weekend. Dilly, um, dilly. You know, um, no, I'm not going there. Anyway, the point is, dilly, dilly. you know, I was, I was sitting on top of the, I was sitting on top of the mountain at one point, just saying to myself, Hey man, we got to realize how good we have it. Yeah. And I've re- I'm really in that mindset right now of realizing how good our lives are, man. Like you got to take a minute and just realize how good your life is. Realize, 100%. How, realize how good your life is. Now my Monty fan says thumbs up to Mrs. Monty in the show. Thanks. Appreciate that. Good to see everybody this morning. Um, football 50 in two minutes. Uh, Dallin says, Jazz need to uh, pack it up. Trade some pieces and tank for a high draft pick. They have good pieces, but not good enough to get it done. But guys, they have so many draft picks. They're going to get whatever pick they want. Yeah. Because if they want the number one pick, they can go and package a bunch of picks and get it. It's true. I mean, they have flexibility. That's why you don't need to, to tank. You know, and I just don't think the experience of tanking is. It, 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 I, I don't take Ryan Smith and Danny Ainge for those kind of guys who are like, ah, well, we're just going to lose a bunch of games, and is what it is. You know, like that's just not who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Chacon says, "Man, I've been living in tankathon pretty much all season. Mock draft season started at the beginning of the season this year, didn't it? Didn't it really? Didn't it really?" I mean, that's crazy. Mesh says, I believe Scoot would be a perfect fit for this Jazz team. Oh, Agreed. I agree with that 100%. Agreed. I think Scoot would be Scoot would be the guy you've been looking for to replace Conley for, you know, two, three years now. Um, Jake, New York Jazz fan, uh, New York Monty fan has advice for you. He says, Jake, the worst time to get back together with your girlfriend is before Christmas. Second worst time is before Valentine's Day. It's all about spring, summer, fall courtships. <laughs> <clears throat> Any thoughts? <clears throat> no thoughts. No, no, no thoughts at all. No, I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Uh, maybe your next thought, thought should be football fifty ten of the hour every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Oh, crushed a Papa Murphy's over the weekend, dude. I'm telling you, barbecue sauce is a life hack. I don't Just know is. how else to describe it. Just is. Got out of the hot tub on Saturday, went snowboarding, got in the hot tub. I'll tell you what, slid into the hot tub into 102 degree water Dude. that was just like a warm blanket around your rectum. It's amazing. Uh, sorry, a warm blanket around your rectum? Yeah. Anyway, the point is, uh, order that Papa Murphy's with barbecue sauce on a traditional crust. Oh my God. Put a little chicken on it. Ooh. Chicken. So good. What is the best protein on top of a pizza? Uh, it's got to be chicken. I, I'm not here for pepperoni. I'm not even really here well, for sausage. But, like. what, but there's a lot of people who would tell you bacon is the best protein on a pizza. But I'm not a big fan of the big chunks of bacon on a pizza. I can kind of get down with like, hey, you want to do some shredded chicken and then you want to do some right. sprinkling, like little like bacon bits. Okay, I could kind of see that. But I'm telling you, Nothing better than double barbecue sauce, regular chicken with some veggies, yes. dude. It's okay, just bomb, man. By the way, we went to Chipotle the other day as well. Heavy side. I eat out far too much. I have a Chipotle um, story later in the show. I can't. I can't do it. I, I. I want to. It's good for you. But did you feel like crap? No, it just wasn't. 
Yeah. Anyways, that's why I order Papa Murphy's because yeah. I know what I'm getting. Yeah, and it's bomb every time. And it's by the really way, we good even every about the time. We haven't even talked about the cookie dough that you can get. Yeah, we should talk about Justin Herbert though. Yeah. My guy, dude. Dude. Yeah. Dude. How good is Justin Herbert? Pretty good. First of all, six-pack of abs, awesome lettuce. Like, the dude is just a flamethrower. And then you watch him play football, and it's just like, dude, by the time you're done watching Justin Herbert play football, all your clothes are off, and you're just like, do what you, happened do you, here? Do, we need to, do you need to what step into the here? closet over here? Or? There's cellophane on the couch to preserve yeah. the leather. I mean, like, come on. I'm telling you, Justin Herbert is, is arguably the best young QB in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm getting to a point now where I think it's between Joe Burrow and 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 Justin Herbert's catching him. Joe Burrow's better right now. Yeah, I think Justin just got to do some winning. That's all. I think skill wise is right there with those guys. Is Tua for real? He has had an awful stretch of games here. I I did he? I think I saw the stat that he completed 36 percent of his passes yesterday. At one point, he had completed eight percent of his passes. I think so. Yeah. Is, is Tua Tagovai your mama real? Is he for real? Well, he's left-handed, number one, which I don't love. I think that we haven't seen him play in a game of consequence yet. Um, you know, I think we haven't seen him in the brightest lights, biggest moment. So I don't know what he's like in, in that time. My feeling is, and we're going to find out this week, right? They play the Bills. You are so, going to find out this so, week. So, like, I, I think that the Bills are going to pressure him and force him to make decisions on the run. And I think... Tua has shown the ability on some level to do that, just like any other guy. But but I'm talking about, hey, you know they're coming for you. Where are you going with the football, and can you complete that pass in stride? Because I know, as you were just espousing, the Herberts, the Burrows, the Mahomes, like those guys it's, can... It's hay bear. Yeah, like those guys can get the job done. I know that. By the way, there's Saturday NFL this week, and I hate it. Why? Because it's the end of the season, and... You know what? Saturday's that day where I'm just going to snowboard all day. Yeah. I'm not coming off the mountain. I'm not doing, I got to go meet my girlfriend. You know, I can't be late. I'm not doing it this week. I'm not doing, and I don't want to hear any lip. All day Saturday. Although Saturday's your girlfriend birthday day. Right. So I guess I'll go snowboarding alone all day yeah, Saturday. Yeah, snowboarding Sunday. That's what we just. That's what we had agreed upon. No, that's upon. what you decided. No, that's what that's we what you, agreed upon. You decided. No. Anyway, no. Uh, Saturday NFL this week, I'm not a huge fan. I am not a huge fan of Saturday NFL, but that's just me. Football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. No, I don't believe he is for real. By the way, who's the best team in the NFL? Man, I, I think it's you got to go ask. with the Chiefs, but I, I think that... Th After I, that performance yesterday? Yeah, I think they're still the best team. Yeah, Ooh. for sure. I, I have no doubt. I think that, you know, you, you obviously, I'm sure Tanner's rolling over in his bed saying, how is it not the Eagles at 12-1? and one? And it may damn well be, but I, again... Did, did you see the, Chief, the Chiefs had to hang on and really... Just, like, and yeah, they but, played down to Denver, let's yeah, be like, honest. I mean, but. but you still won the game. Like great, like I know, like it's it's Denver. Like yeah, you played down to them, but are you really telling me that if the Chiefs were to go up against, let's say the Eagles, you're telling me that they wouldn't, you wouldn't take the Chiefs in that game? Come on, man. Come on. I think I well, the Eagles are the best defensive team in the NFL, in my opinion. I mean, the Eagles are really good defensively, and I still think Jalen Hurts doesn't get the credit he deserves, but that's just my opinion. If I had to pick one, I probably would pick Kansas City right now. But I don't think there's any doubt that either Dallas or Philadelphia is the best team in the in the NFC. And, and just real quick.
Can we talk about the fact that the Eagles have a light schedule? Eagles, please. Can we please talk about that? It's, like, if you'll Detroit, say Eagles, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, it's Washington. You know, Arizona and the in in the verticalities, Dallas and the never going to win the Super Bowls, like Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indianapolis. Like, who have you played, bro? Like, you haven't even played anybody. Honest to God, who have they played? Like you have, the, you have the Bears this week. That's a win. I don't know, man. I just I I look at I look at the fact that they played Washington. Come on, Dallas um, is probably the best team on your schedule. Dallas has played Tampa, Cincinnati. They won the Giants, Commanders, Rams, Eagles, Lions, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Giants, Colts, Texans. They have Jags, Eagles, Titans, Commanders left. I. I know it's hard to say it out loud, but I think you got to put, especially the way Zeke is playing football right now, I think you got to put Dallas in the top teams in the NFC. Yeah. I think the Eagles, you have to give it to the Eagles right now. But I think you, if you look at the, the Dallas Cowboys, I think they're playing some really good football right now. Yeah. Really good football. Uh, let's see. Uh, Blood of DePanta says salute to you guys. DePanta. Good DePanta. to see you, my guy. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Ken Shine uh, says, once Jordan Clarkson gets his rhythm, you'll uh, you'll eat all those bad things you've said about him. We haven't what said all, what bad things, bad things dude. You know, uh, how do you wrap anything around your rectum? Boyd Lake wants to know. Boyd, look, man. I mean, you can pay me a consulting fee, and we can talk. That's all I'm thinking. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast says chicken, bacon, artichoke, thin crust, hands down. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, NY Monty fan says, how about the firing of Navy's head coach? Ken, yeah, Neil Mata, your mama, got fired. He's coming to BYU, U of U, heading to Nebraska, retire. I mean, everybody keeps wanting to fire Aaron Roderick, and I just don't want to do that. Uh, Tyler P says, meat lovers is the only pizza. I believe it is the only pizza on the menu. I don't think they offer, I think it just says meat lovers. But by the way, I'm a huge sausage pizza fan. How about you, Jake? No, you're not. That's right. Ruff's official. Hey. Ruff's officials okay, back. Let me pause the music. Hang on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what happened to the other football music? This music sounds like it would be at a rave. Okay, well, we've explained this about a thousand times. That music is copyrighted, so we can't play it. Um, Dallin says pepperoni. Dallin? Dude, dude, you're, you're losing me now. Be better. God, you guys. are you? It, it's Monday. You, you guys are all just having a bad That's day in the comments. That's what it is. Yeah, it's Monday. It's Monday. That's what it is. Yeah, Nobody likes pepperoni pizza. Yeah, come on. Nobody. Come on. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Calvin Oy balled out last night. And I got to hear, I almost videotaped it for Jake, but I was too lazy. Uh, I got to hear Calvin Oy. Bring him. Bring him. I love that. Stud. I love it. Uh, let's see. Give Herbert the Dolphins receivers. Good Lord. Agreed. Dude. Agreed. See, that's would, I, but that's what I mean. There would be protein all over the rugs. That's all I'm saying. Uh, boy, says. <laughs> okay. Are you are you a shag carpet guy or regular? <laughs> all QBs have bad games, especially young QBs. They do. And my Monty fan says, I'll fully admit it. I think Tua may be for real next year. We'll prove. Uh, is he sorry, Miss Jackson? I am for real. Um, no boy, QBs aren't allowed to have bad games. Um, I just, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. That's a okay. I'm sorry. 
football. <laughs> football 50 10 of the hour every hour is presented by the only best amazing pizza that you want papa murphy's use the promo code monty 25 to get 25 percent off your order of 25 dollars or more papa murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza step one grab a delicious papa murphy's pizza step two bake step three chow down on the deliciousness Order the limited time Hog Heaven Pizza today at papamurphys.com. Hey, baby. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. They're, yeah. Their pizza is awesome. Yeah. Barbecue chicken. You can, but I'm, here's a quick pizza tip. A life hack is putting green onions on your pizza. Yeah. Pretty much of any... Now, no, again, nobody likes pepperoni. Can nobody. we just agree? No, You guys, can we... Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Come on. Can we just agree that nobody likes pepperoni? Nobody. N nobody likes pepperoni. Like you eat it because like your kid who hasn't, <coughs> he's a kid. He's a kid. He doesn't know any better. Right. Because you're a bad parent, right? Right. Because I mean, you, so you let your kids, we should probably move on. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza, <laughs> use the promo code Nazi25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more. Uh, a couple more NFL comments because I love talking about the NFL. Uh, on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, uh, a couple more comments. A lot of people in on Tom Brady. Uh, NY Monty fan says, how about Tommy <laughs> throwing tantrums? Tommy. Uh, that will, uh, that was a new, uh, that was new a few weeks ago. Now seems like a trend. How many iPads has that guy smashed? Oh my God. Well, they're not iPads. They're slates. See, so they were already garbage. So he's upset. It's not an yeah, iPad. Yeah, That's why he's throwing it because it's a Microsoft product. I mean, which yeah. who uses Microsoft? Come on. Luis Capazzo says green onions on that pepperoni pizza sure is tasty. Luis. You fucking donkey. Don't start. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> How good is Gordon Ramsay, though? You fucking donkey. I, <laughs> I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Oh, my fan. God, dude. I am a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. so fan. good. The Monty Show is presented, as always, by our good friends at The Advocates. Make sure you check them out online at theadvocates.com. If you've been injured in a car accident, even if it wasn't your fault, you still have to deal with the consequences, like overdue medical bills, car repairs, and worse, Insurance companies that try their hardest not to pay their fair share. No need to worry, though. The advocates are here to help. Yes, they are. You can check them out online. If you're in Utah, go to utahadvocates.com. Um, by the way, they have a brand new op office open. Yep. Dude, should we like give people a little sneak peek into the world? They have an office open in Phoenix. By the way, yeah. we um, had a conversation with Meyer and we, the Chicago Cubs, on Friday. Uh-huh. Added four tickets to our spring training package. I'm for real. You guys, you guys. Spring the the party we have planned at spring training. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, it is going to be crazy. Are you out of your goddamn mind? It is going to be crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to go to spring training with us? We have a huge thing coming, so we'll talk about that. We've got an NBA All Star thing coming. We'll talk yeah. about that. Cannot wait, but the Advocates are now live in Arizona. Make sure you check them out uh, online, theadvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business. Um, and again, I, I, I know that a lot of people, um, somebody asked me about if they seriously do Social Security disability work. They do. Yeah. 
They absolutely do. Uh, they do workers' comp. You know, just hit them up online, theadvocates.com. There's a cool chat feature on their website at theadvocates.com where you can chat with an attorney for free. Hey so let's say you've been thinking about it. Well, you know, do I need an attorney? I got hit by that snowplow last week. And that actually happens, by the way. That's not even a joke. That happens. Yeah, all the time it happens. Yeah, that happens. Um, you know, I got hit by that snowplow. They said the adjuster was going to call me. Should I get an attorney? Yes, you should get an attorney. Because the other guy's got an attorney. Your insurance company has a ton of attorneys. Yeah. And all, the, all, all people do is like, oh, the adjuster said he was going to take care of it for me. No, he's not. The adjuster's job is to save your insurance company money which means they don't pay you what you deserve. The advocates are going to fight for you. That's why they're called the advocates quite literally. They're going to advocate on your behalf at theadvocates.com. No consultation fees, no big upfront retainers. Nope. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Uh, Boyd Lake says, Tommy hates to lose. Oh, Arlington yeah. Bear says, stop. The best pizza has a slab of sausage. See, I'm saying. Slab. Slab. Um... Dude, I, and one of the things that I I do love sausage pizza. I just hate that you hate sausage. There's a lot I don't like about you. I'm just figuring this out. Yeah. You don't you don't like women. Keep you, it real. You don't like men. You don't like human beings. You don't like sausage on your pizza. That's right, T. You break up with chicks over text. You fucking donkey. Like what? <laughs> Uh, how how oh my is it God, dude and i as, love it as jake's girlfriend will tell you jake oh. and i spend every living moment together <laughs> how is it that we spend every living moment together and we are so diametrically opposed on food because you're dumb i mean well there you go i, and I knew you would have an answer <laughs> that, that when, is, you know, look, that great analysis? guys when you need an answer for anything in life jake's your guy well why is the earth flat Kyrie says it's flat because you're dumb Ah, oh, thank you. That solved all my problems. .com. Come on, man. Uh, Luis says had to with your stupid pepperoni comment. Uh, My Monty fan says pepperoni is only good on a cracker with some cheese. Okay, Chartreuter. that's a unique take. Is that that chartreuse? My wife says to me, why don't you like chartreuse? Because I'm a man. Fat. That's why. Josh Leverin says a deep dish cracker with melted oh, cheese on man, it. Oh, man, dude. Uh, hot out of the oven. Nothing wrong with Come that. Come on, the donkey drop is funny. It is. The donkey drop is funny. Do you guys know that's Gordon Ramsay? You fucking donkey. I love that drop. <laughs> I love it. Over under five and a half MLB players uh, starting the on the injured list because of the World Baseball Classic. Pr yeah, over. Probably. Yeah, it's over. Over, over for sure. Uh, Jordan says, going to uh, BBQ Pit Stop in St. George today. Let's hey, go, let's Jordan go. What Brown. Getting? What are you getting? Tell yeah, what, what are you doing? Are, are, you gonna, are you in on the smoker life? You getting seasonings? Yeah, are, like are what's you your... Are some, some tongs? Some tongs? With Tommy? What are you? What are you? What are you getting? You getting some uh, wing dust? Maybe. Uh, maybe you're getting an apron to keep yourself clean. Yeah, you guys. Honestly, if you're if you're gift giving this year, uh, bbqpitstop.com. I almost bought one for Jake, but I have spent so much money on your Christmas. All gas, no break. I like. Have you even bought me a gift? You told me not to. Okay, so he hasn't. You, you come up with all these excuses Dude, every year. He, he goes, every he goes, year. He goes, he goes, hey, if you haven't bought a gift yet, don't buy me anything. 
And now we roll out on the show. Well, you say that every year. Well, you told me not to do it. What am I supposed to do here? Buy me a gift. Anyway, the point is, the point is, Whatever. I have spent so much money on your Christmas. Uh -huh. And the problem is Jake's birthday is Sunday, this coming <coughs> Sunday. So like one weekend it's his birthday and the next weekend it's Christmas, right? right. So I didn't plan my fertilization properly, but it is what it is. The point <laughs> is, the point is... <laughs> The point is that um, they have these great seasoning sets in these boxes that you can buy. They're great gifts. They're great stocking stuffers. They really like, are, though, yeah. They yeah, are. they're amazing. Yeah. And you know what I want for Christmas? And I know that because you're buying your girlfriend so many things. Right. Jerk. Um, that, like, I want one of those Traeger mats for in front I of want a it. smoker. I, I want I, it. I do. I want a Traeger mat. Uh, Pied Piper says charcuterie is absolutely for big manly men. Meat, cheese, and bread. Do you even lift? Whatever. Uh, Kyrie said he was looking at the globe, and that's how he knows the world is flat. The globe is... Infowars.com. You got to love those balls. Uh, good morning. Yes. Speaking of balls, Riley O'Brien, good morning to you. <laughs> you just happened to be in the next comment. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's how it goes. By the way, the best uh, RV hookup in Utah, Riley O'Brien. New York Monty fans comment. Uh, let's say, uh, forget we have the All-Star game in SLC. Are we going to have representation from our Jazz? Probably not unless there are a lot of injuries. Well, you're going to have representation from the casuals. That's true because we are sending you to the NBA All-Star game. Yeah. So. More to come. You know. Uh, I think Laurie Marketing will be an All-Star. Yeah. I do. Whatever this... I don't know what this illness is. I think he probably got food poisoning from a pizza delivered to <laughs> Michael Jordan's hotel room. I don't know what his sickness is, but he's he's having a great year. He is having a great year. Jeremy Bolton, what's up with you? Good morning, casuals. Hoping to wake up to two inches of snow. Yeah, Nothing. Can yet. How we about talk this? About how, how about disappointing that? this is? Again, so, I like me some Allison Krogan. Oh, I yeah. think I've known she Allison for years. Over the weekend, was she really? Oh yes, she she put an Instagram story up on the. Uh, on the old cabriolet. On the old gandola. Yeah. Um, listen, I like me some some Who weather doesn't? people. Who doesn't? Yeah, Allison Krogan's hot as hell. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is they're never right about the weather. Congratulations, oh, but that's I bullshit. Mean, storm of a lifetime coming in. Get off the roads. Don't drive. You'll die. You like how A dot or U dot's putting uh, putting signs, you know, the digital signs that are over the freeway. Hey, uh, there's going to be uh, snowy road conditions on Monday. Plan ahead. Snowy road conditions today? No. Um, um, pavement conditions. Yeah, I am so annoyed. <laughs> now, the mountains got like 10 inches. You know. Did they really? Yeah, 10, 12 inches. Yeah. Yeah, they got snow. That's funny. I got 10, 12 inches too. Um, I want it. <laughs> like they say it's snowing right now. There's a winter weather advisory out. They say it's snowing I right now. I can confirm it's not snowing outside here at the Mav. Look, I'm just I'm just tossing it out there, right? Right. Like, I which mean, is different than never mind. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Grow up. Sorry. I can tell you it's not snowing right now. And I don't care what Alexis says, it's not snowing right now. It just is what it is. Justin. Monty, I'll buy you a Christmas present. You just got uh, have to adopt me as your son. You fucking donkey. What do you think you're doing right now? Well, somebody needs to buy me a gift because okay. Mrs. Monty right now is like, oh, my arm hurts. Oh, my can't, arm hurts. My arm hurts. Can't go shopping. My Sorry, fat ass. Mm. Not getting you a gift. Mm. Here's a candy bar, you mm. donkey. Fat. 
Jordan Brown says, no snow in St. Jeezy sucks to be you. St. Jeezy. Ooh, is that what we're calling St. George is St. Jeezy? I've never heard that one before. Uh, my poor mother, shovel her out, NY Monty fan says. Mike Maple says, not only was there little snow, the freeway is still a parking Dude, lot. you're not wrong. <laughs> <coughs> that was well done, sir. Oh, Maples, that's so true. So well done. Uh, Tyler P says, I'll be driving into Utah Friday. How's, your, how's the snow looking for the weekend? I live in Vegas, so I always love to see snow when I come oh, dude, down. Oh, I mean, it, the snow is incredible. Like, we're way yeah. over. I mean, I think we're 200% of snowpack for this time of year. Yeah, you know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, you guys buying bullets a Christmas present this year. Well, it's funny. Wow. See, it's funny you See, ask. my guy. It's funny you ask because we're um, going to L.A. for Christmas. Right, yep, yep. I think I no. The answer's no. The, no. What, if, what if we what Be if a we, man. The answer's no. What if we bought them just a piece? I got a piece. Um... We're doing a $50 gift exchange where you play the stupid game. Oh, no, I'm going to have to steal that one from you, dickhead. Like, I'll take that. You know, <laughs> that's what we're doing for Christmas. We should do a YouTube short on that. Um, but we're, we're doing a gift exchange. Like, it's a $50 gift exchange. So Mrs. Monty and I, again, debating about this. Do you do, like, the stupid, idiotic gift? And screw somebody, or do you actually buy a really good fifty dollars gift? Well, last year you bought me a eighty pack of prophylactics. I so. did actually. I put condoms so in your stocking last year. I mean, True story. You know, are you going to do that to someone else this year? Or? No. Why would I do that? I wouldn't do that. I'm actually thinking about because I have Cub tickets. I'm actually thinking about giving away a, a spring training trip for somebody in our family. Mm. I think that could be interesting. That's a good gift. Yeah. It's way over fifty dollars, though. It is way over fifty dollars. Yeah. So is it uncouth to do like a thousand dollar gift in the fifty dollar gift exchange? Is that is that not proper? I don't care about the dollar figure. I just want I want to do a kick ass gift. Yeah. I want to do a kick ass gift. Yeah. You know, Neville ninety three says I'm in Centerville right now and it's kind of snowing. Well, I have hope. I have hope. Down here at uh, in West Valley, we're live at the Maverick Center. Uh, it is not snowing. Justin. I'll be back in Utah on Sunday. Dude, let's go. I took Monday off to get some skiing in. You stud. You're back. Got to come by the studio. Yeah, bro. Uh, Big Dog says, we got three in my parking lot. Three what? Three of them, you know. Prospects? And my Monty fan says, that's like wrapping up wrapping paper, Monty. Jake had fun unwrapping that present twice. Hey, hey. <laughs> I did. I, you know those big boxes of prophylactics <laughs> that you get at Costco? Yeah. I put them in this. I'm not even lying. I put them What's in this. direction? I did. Uh, Nib High School Football. Canab High School Football? Uh, Jordan Brown says you're going to L.A., then staying for the Rose Bowl so you can experience the awesomeness well, of not... I just want to see back-of-the-envelope calculations in real life. You no, know? I just want to see Dalton Kincaid playing the Rose Bowl and, and winning. <laughs> How bad does that suck, by the way? Bad. Did you guys see Kincaid over the weekend said that the injury is just too much? Yeah, Yasmin might want to step up. Well, but that's the thing. They have depth at, at, at Utah. And my, my point is, I think they're still going to win the game without... Dalton Kincaid, it'd be sure nice to have him or Keithy, but it's very clear that Dalton's doing the right thing. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Dalton Kincaid, I'm probably a second round, third round prospect at tight end. 
I mean, you you arguably had the best tight end numbers in the country this year. Well, he was ranked the number one tight end in the country. But Michael Mayer is going to be the number one tight end picked, I think. Probably. I would guess. Probably, yeah. But for Dalton, if I'm Dalton Kincaid, I'm not playing in the Rose Bowl. But, like, Dalton's a no doubt about an NFL draft pick. That's yes. a, That's the thing that's different. Like, you know, for Cam Rising, let's say, or somebody who's sort of on the bubble where, like, you may or may not get drafted, I could kind of see playing in the Rose Bowl. Yep. Uh, Tuland says... Um, we didn't get a lot of snow, but man, the roads were rough this morning. I'm out in Clearfield. Are they really? The funny thing is, it snowed last night. Before I went to bed, it snowed. Yeah, I was like, okay, great. The storm's here. It's spot on. We're gonna have we're gonna do some snow plowing activities in the Subi tomorrow morning. It's gonna be great. And, and no. I live in daybreak, so out my front window I can see the Ochre Temple. And usually that's kind of my judge of how bad the snow is. Because right. you know that the the Ochre Temple's all lit up. It's super bright. So when it's snowing, you can really see the snow going by the light. No. By the time 9 o'clock rolled around, and I slept like hell last night. What is that? But, like, did you just roll around, or what was the... Well, Mrs. Monty's got the broken wing. Right. Right? So we're sleeping with the bed raised. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm a side sleeper all day long. And I woke up at, like, 1130 with just, like, a huge crick in my neck, dude. Like... And I just had a headache all night. Like, it was just brutal. You can't, when the bed's raised, you should not sleep on your side. It's like... Yeah, that's a, that's a back sleeping position. Yeah. Um, so that happened. But anyway, the point is, the point is, I was hoping to wake up to a snowstorm. You can't do it. Uh, Tyler P. says, I'll be going toward Cache Valley. Oh, you'll, you'll, eh, you'll get less snow out of this storm north. I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a valley and mountains thing. Um, Big Dog O-Town said three inches of white powder. I believe that's illegal, sir. I would be. <laughs> no, it's not great for your health either. Uh, Yasmin and Logan Kendall will have to step up. Yes, they Agreed. will. Agreed. Yes, they yeah. will. Valley of Salt says, why you guys so heat JC much? You're going to have to recomment. I yeah, don't know what could, that means. Nobody hates Jordan Clarkson on this show. Yeah. We like Jordan. We're huge fans. I've got new tires and slid around all morning. Also drove past six racks. Wow, really? No kidding. We drove. So we drive Bangator every morning. Yeah. And this morning, and again, you guys understand, it's South Jordan. We never get rain or snow ever. This morning, the roads were almost dry. Like we had an easy ride to work. It would. We did Cruising. 60 the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm going to have an Audi. It's Quattro. Like, it is what it is. Uh, Monty, you need to get a pillow sponsor. Need some recommendations. Well. Mike I, Lindell. You want Yeah, mypillow.screwoff. Uh, the best pillows, I'm not even joking. The best pillows are at Costco. I use one of those, like, bean-shaped pillows, like a memory foam pillow. And when Mrs. Monty doesn't have a broken arm, dude, I sleep like a baby. Yeah. Like it is. Oof, I love it. Uh, Jordan says Yasmin will step up. Cam will stay one more year. You think you guys, am I the only one sitting here waiting for a quarterback in this state to announce he's going to the NFL? I don't think Jaron Hall's going. I don't. I was talking to somebody Saturday about this and, you know, I know that Jaron makes a ton of NIL money. I think he makes north of six figures. But the injuries have been a problem now the last month. Yeah. And I don't think that he's going to, and this is a guess, I'm speculating, he ain't playing in the bowl game. I don't think he's playing in the bowl. There's just no way. I mean, that is next Saturday. The bowl game is Saturday. 
I don't think he's playing in the bowl game. Yeah. There is, I don't see any way that happens. And if you if you're that I, he cannot go to the NFL draft in a deep quarterback draft and have questions about his durability. Yeah, I, I just don't think you can do that. I, I don't. You know, Tyler P says uh, love JC. Uh, Tulin says I tried one of those cube pillows and was disappointed. Yeah, I can't do the cube pillow. No, nah. can't do it. Uh, Josh Lovern says I know what's wrong with it. Ain't got no gas. Car accidents. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tyler P says South Jordan, my old stomping grounds. What's up, Tyler? Good to, good to have a fellow Jordanian. Right. You know. Uh, Tyler P says Cam Stang. Yeah, I'm thinking no bowl game now. Yeah, I. I um. I just don't think BYU cares that much about that bowl game. It's not honestly. A bowl. I mean, Cam Rising's got to play in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that that's how you write your legacy. I think he goes to the NFL. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you go to the NFL? Cam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't get much. If they win the Rose Bowl, he has to go to the NFL. Now you're risking money. And granted, again, he I I I believe he made over $175,000 in NIL money Cam did. Um, but, and that's good money. If you come back and you're a college kid making that kind of bread, like that's good money. But if you're Cam rising, the NFL contract has to, you know, yeah, you have hundred percent Cam Harrison. Good morning, buddy says ASU reached out to Conover the moment he entered the transfer portal. I, somebody told me the other day that that Conover deal was sealed when they did not allow him to throw the ball that last week of the year. Yeah. Like he was, he, and Candidly, I've reached out to Jacob, and he doesn't want to talk. He is not interested. I think one of the things about BYU, and we need to be careful with this, but one of the things you're seeing, and hopefully we get the Fano brothers this week. I've been texting with Logan Fano, and I think he wants to come on. We need to understand how bad the culture was at BYU this year. Because when you lose Jacob Conover, you're going to have to get it. Like, Cade Fennigan's a great quarterback. I, I think he's going to play in the, the bowl game. Yeah. You're going to have to build depth at quarterback. You, this, this football team needs depth across the board because you just don't have it. Like at Utah, when we're talking about losing Dalton Kincaid, you've got two, three other guys that are capable, right? You lose Brand Keithy. Did you really miss a beat at the tight end? Well, you probably did. You don't know you did because Dalton Kincaid's a stud. At, at BYU, you don't have that kind of depth. And when you're losing names like Barrington and Conover, and did anybody see that that Peely transferred? He's in the transfer portal. Like, there's culturally, there was something wrong there. There was something wrong there. And I think we knew there were issues. We knew that. I just don't know that we have a full grasp on how deep the issues at BYU were this year. There was, to me, there was, it was... It was far worse than we had any idea. Far worse than we had any idea. Yeah. So, you know, like it, it to me, it's not, it's not something in all the years we've been doing this show talking BYU football, I don't believe that we've ever seen problems of this depth, of this variety. Uh, I, they've always had depth issues on the roster. They've always had recruiting issues. But all those things seemingly went away the last 24 months, the last two years. And then they started losing. And something came out of that Oregon beatdown, like where you got yeah. physically dominated. Hey, you're just never in the game. Yeah. That, to me, was a problem. That, to me, was a problem. Cruz, good morning. 
Monte, glad to see you're still working on air. You used to work at KGO in San Francisco, but they recently fired everyone and changed their format to sports. Happy holidays to you and keep trucking. Well, thanks, Cruz. Appreciate that. Yes. Um, KGO flipped to an all betting format. I still actually have a lot of people that I know that worked at KGO. Yeah. So, you know, good to see you, Cruz. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Jordan Brown says Cam is playing in the Rose Bowl. Him and Brant might stay. I wonder. I wonder. The announcements of going to the NFL are very slow. Yeah. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I don't know what the incentive is to wait. Yeah. Uh, Josh Lovren says, perfect team for Cam in the NFL is who? The 49ers? Well, I mean, Purdy looks flipping amazing. The Rams? He needs to go some... He's Cam Rising's an NFL backup. He's not a starting quarterback. So, you know, by the way, Josh, what did you, Gino came back to earth yesterday. No, GS7. GS7. How are the Seahawks on the outside looking in? It's embarrassing, dude. I mean... Yeah, they couldn't stop the run yesterday to save their lives. You know, we'll see. Uh, Tulin says, I don't see Cam as an NFL quarterback. I just don't see the physical talent. Oh, I see the physical talent. I just don't know that... I don't know that his top end is NFL number one. I think he is a backup quarterback in the NFL. He's more talented than a guy like a... Who's a career backup? Chase Daniels, let's say. Like he's more, he he's clearly good enough. Better or worse than Mike White? I don't know. Did you guys see that hit that Mike White took yesterday? Several. Good God! No, the one where the he, one where he got bent in half. Yeah, oh but my God. I mean, the guy took probably four or five just yeah, vicious I, hits. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Uh, I I think he's probably on par with Mike White. Yeah, I just don't know. That he's an every down quarterback. I don't. You know, Jeremy said, I think this past year set BYU back a few years recruiting wise. I bet Snowden is committing to Utah. Well, that, and that's a problem when you lose the way they lost and then things just break down and fall apart. I mean, you have, you have Holker leaving just in the middle of the year. Yeah. Like what a, what a coward move that was. You have a guy in Conover who has waited his turn patiently and just was never given it. Like, and I, I actually understand Peely transferring because I think next year is going to be a pain train. Yeah. I think if you can get to six games and be bowl eligible, you'd be thrilled with that. Yep. You'd be thrilled with that. Yep. Going into the Big 12 is going to be a problem. If I'm Peely and I have NFL aspirations, I'm transferring. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. New, D, new DC, like new coaching staff coming in, like I have no problem with that. I have no problem with Peely transferring. It sucks because he's a stud. But I, I understand it. I totally get it. I haven't, we're, like, where's Max Tooley these days? I don't know. I have no idea. We got to try and catch up with him. Josh Lebron says, not sure culture can be fixed before next fall. Oh, I think it can be fixed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think they're riding the ship now. You know how yeah. you fix culture? You, you do what Lincoln Riley did. You bring in a whole pack of new people. Coaches, players, the whole nine. The problem is, Here's the truth about BYU. If we're just truth-telling about BYU. Does BYU administration want a culture change? My guess is they don't care. Yeah. My guess is the word that was used to, to me the other day from a BYU guy was apathy, which is an awful, ugly, nasty word. Oh, we won? Cool. Oh, we lost? Yeah. Right, we'll play again next, next week. I just don't think they care. And so administration... I think the administration side, specifically the partnership sales and revenue machine on the administration side, 
just wants to be, hey, look at me guy. Like it's this fathom of control, right? Mm -hmm. Like you just keep chasing control. You are fake. And it's just not real. There's no such thing as control. As soon as you understand that control is not real, the world becomes a much easier place to exist. Because you don't have control over very much. You've got control over you. You've got control over do you choose to brush your teeth or not. You don't have control over what other people are going to do. Yeah. You can only, you have control over your reaction to their action. That's it. That's the bottom line. And that's every day in life. You have control over your reaction to others' actions, period. And you got to control that. Uh, Tyler P says, uh, NFL needs to revamp their playoff ranking system. Oh, I love it. Why do you want to, like, what do you, you want to take out the division winners? Like, yeah, you need to be more specific. Yeah. Uh, Tulin says, Cam is a fierce competitor, but I think that's about it. I think he's got enough talent to play there. NY Monty fan says, Russell Wilson needs uh, to get an SB award for Let It Ride hype video. My God. <laughs> or Let's Ride hype video. Dude. You got to fire the head coach in Denver. You have to. You want to talk guy, about needing a culture change. That place needs it. Come on now. Uh, NY Monty fan says, Monty, you posted that viewership uh, for all the college teams this year to date. That was eye-opening. BYU's numbers seem low. Well... Because they are low. I mean, they, they, they but, but again, fan apathy, fan apathy hit an all-time high. Dude, look how unplugged BYU football fans were on this show through the month of October and November. When you get your ass kicked by Oregon, you think BYU fans want to talk about it? Yeah. I would guess not. Look at those numbers. That's a kick in the groin right there. You want to talk numbers? Why is Ohio State in the college football playoff? Because they have 70 million people who watch their games. And you look at Notre Dame, an average team, 40 million players, 40 million people watch their game. Look, I mean, this is not an accident, you guys. Man. Ohio State, Michigan, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Notre Dame, Penn State, TCU, Texas, and Clemson. Massive programs outside of TCU. And TCU's in the college football playoff. They were undefeated the entire year. They had a ton of people watching. Ah, oh, it's just Dallas Fourth Word. Nobody gives a crap about TCU. Come on. Apparently they do. Come on. Apparently they do. 40 million people. Like, it, it's not an act. And this is the problem with BYU. Oh, there's missionaries all over the world that watch BYU football. Well, apparently only when they win. And I know that this sucks. And if you're a BYU fan, I'm not trying to kick you in the cojones here. But are you a fan or not? Well, yeah, we're the best fans. Well, how come you don't watch when they after they lose games? Um, um, I was um, filling out my tithing um, card. I, I, um, um, I had, um uh, uh, the honeydew list, you know, but when they were winning the honeydew list didn't matter, but that's not the question you watch when they win. Question? You should watch when they lose, but that's not how BYU fans are for uh, honest to God. It's you, true. You'd rather run to whatever the board for Cougars in like Cougar board and just complain about everything. This guy sucks. Oh, Fire that guy. Loser. Ken Neomatalov Lava Loma. Linda L Loma Linda. Ken Neomata Loma Linda should be the new offensive coordinator. Screw A Rod. Like that's what BYU fans are saying this morning. How many tweets? I think I probably got five or six tweets. Hey, are they gonna hire? Ken Neomata Loma Linda? <laughs> like that's what I got. Yeah. That you complaining? How that many days on Cougar board this year were spent ripping Tuiaki? Oh my God! Josh Levern says BYU fans front running. Yeah, I mean the only other front runners I know of are people that say GS Seven. 
<laughs> Damn. It's Gino Smith. Damn. Damn. So I was talking about TB12, and Josh Lovern hit me on Twitter. He dropped a GS7 on me. <laughs> A, a GS7. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, says, I mentioned it earlier, but LOL. How about Rudy and Zion making a basket at least seconds at the last second of the game? Also, holy Zion's dunk. Sheesh, best dunk we've seen by anyone in 10 years. All right, we should talk about this. Ah, yes, yes, yes. After you shop at barbecuepitstopbbqpitstop.com, your gift-giving headquarters for anybody, and it's not just a man thing, because women like smoking and barbecuing as well. Because you already know that the best equipment when you say, hey, I need a pellet smoker, barbecue pit stop. Hey, I need pellets, barbecue pit stop. Hey, I want to get my dad a barbecue pit stop. Hey, do they have? Yes, barbecue pit stop. That's all it is, bbqpitstop.com. If you can't find a gift at bbqpitstop.com, you're not looking. Right? So put on the cherry smoke pellet glasses and get to barbecuepitstop.com. And stuff. Layton, that's a great store. Logan, that's a great store. See, if I don't start by saying Logan, it screws me up. Yeah, you got to be in the flow. Logan, Layton, Murray, Lehigh, St. George. Oh, I'm sorry, St. Jeezy. Yeah. St. Jeezy. Yeah, St. Jeezy, you know. You know. Barbecue Pit Stop in St. George, awesome. It's a great place to go gift shopping. And, oh, by the way, if you need any spices, rubs, sauces, wing dust... I need some good smoker wings, yes. by the way. Yes. By the yeah. way, sir. Oh, wow. My girlfriend's taking me out for my birthday. He's just a hack. So you're saying that we're not going to snowboard on Terry? Nope. Dude, that's not been the plan. Can't do it. It's not been the plan. Can't, that's been the plan every Saturday since the season opened. Fucking A. What do we do every Saturday when the season yes, opens? Yes, I know. But, but you said it hadn't been the plan. Because here's why it's not the plan. Oh, do tell. Because you made the reservation for dinner on Sunday night, not Saturday night. Which is your birthday. Right. So my birthday day, we're going to snowboard, then we're going to go to dinner. Right. This is not rocket science. But, but what about Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, you're doing your own thing. Okay. That's life. Hey, man. I don't know what to tell you. I get it. I get it. I get it. Women are more important. I, I get it. Take that, you clap-having Jezebel. Get your girlfriend a gift at bbqpitstop.com or break up with her before Christmas. It's up to you. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. How many dudes break up with their girlfriend so they don't have to Christmas shop? bbqpitstop.com. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Dude. Tell me I'm Come wrong. Come on. Tell me I'm wrong. Come on, dude. You don't think there are guys that do that? You fucking donkey. You never, but yeah, but there are. Come on. Tell me there are not there dudes probably, out there. Yes, there are. There are. I'm sure there are, dude. Oh, Riley O'Brien boarding a plane here shortly on my way to the home of Monty, Chicago. What are you doing in Chicago? Going to Superdog. Let's go. Duh. Dude. Idiot. What are you doing in Chicago, O? I want to know. Uh, SA says Cougar Board, the mosh pit that gives BYU fans a bad name. When I used to work at KFAN, Ben Napoleon Wilson was like, oh, we got it. We got CougarBoard.com. If you have a life, you don't go to Cougar Board. <laughs> like it is, and it's been years since I looked at Cougar Board because yeah. you just quickly learn that it's just. It's a cesspool of negativity. Uh, That's what it brutal. is. Hey, guys. Brutal. Uh, let's see. NY Monty fan just says, just buy your girlfriend gifts at BBQ pit stop. Two birds, one stone. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I got you a smoker, honey. Plugged it in, built it in the backyard and everything. Look, it's already got Bonnie, my wing, our, our wing. Well, our wings. 
Oh, but right, you're a vegetarian, but here's some vegetables for you on the smoker. Yeah, otherwise known as chicken wings. So uh, do you like your gift I gave you, this beautiful smoker? It's an Ironwood 885, just That's like the Monty interesting, show. man. You know. <laughs> Come on, break it up with your girlfriend before Valentine's Day? Cold-blooded, bro. Uh, Tulin says, always break up with her before Christmas and get back together in March. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> wow. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't true, it'd be funny. It is funny. It is funny. It is. It is what it is. All right. Can we talk about Zion <laughs> and this this nonsense with Zion and the Suns? Yeah. You don't do what Zion Williamson did against the Suns. Did you guys see it? They're up like 79 points with five seconds to go. Fat. So <laughs> Larry Nance Jr. put a layup in. Okay. Nobody really cared. All right. Cool. You're up 81 points now. And then Zion Williamson gets an inbound pass and goes down and does a windmill dunk. And it was spectacular. But what are you doing, you hack? Like, in all seriousness, you just don't do that. And his answer after the game was, well, you know, I watched them eliminate my teammates last year. Yeah, because you are too fat and can't stay healthy. Yep. I, I agree. Go out and win the game. Totally good with that. But do it like you've been there before, dude. And Zion hasn't been there before. Fat. Zion Williamson had no business dunking that ball. Fat. And karma is going to come back to get him. Are the, the Pelicans may be better than the Suns right now. Clearly won both games. Maybe better than the Suns. What Zion Williamson did, in my opinion, is complete garbage. Well, and what he doesn't understand is he's not played playoff basketball. He hasn't done anything in the league. So, cool, you want to show people up, great. But you might want to get to the business of actually doing something. And no... I'm not here for, oh, Zion's played 10 games in the league. He's an MVP because he put up 35 and 10 every game. I'm not here for that. Do it over the course of 82 games, right? Do it over the course of an entire season. Go to the playoffs. Like, like actually make an impact in the league. This is what I don't understand about Zion apologists. You, he hasn't done anything, dude. Like, I get it. He's, he's putting highlight, he highlights up and he's, Filling up the stat sheet, and he's doing everything he's done. Jaw's been to the playoffs, what, three times already? Two times already? And you're now playing your first games. Zion has been a bust to this point. So to me, that's the issue here. It lacks complete perspective on who you are and where you are and where you're going. You're not LeBron James. You're not Kevin Durant, right? You're not any of those that's guys, right. dude. So, so maybe, maybe you should try getting out of, of, of the conference finals and getting to the NBA finals, you know, where Devin Booker's been, you know, where Chris Paul has been, you know, where all those other guys have been, right? Like maybe you should get there first before you start trying to embarrass people. And obviously what everybody else said in the NBA, which was, Hey, well, maybe you should stop them. And then he can't dunk. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with it. That doesn't mean what Zion did wasn't Bush League. That doesn't mean that when you are when you are up 126, 117, that it's okay to go and dunk a basketball like that. Even the announcers for New Orleans were like, oh no, oh no. His own teammate, Devontae Graham, is on the is on video yes. being like, oh no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And he did, and it, he anyway. did it anyway. I just think it shows you how immature Zion is. And I, I think that's the stuff that comes back to get you. Like, 
you know, Jose Alvarado getting body checked to start the season because he's trying to sneak up behind people. And that team is good. They've got to stop this childish nonsense. Yeah. And they've got to move into being mature. And listen, I understand the Suns-Pelicans is now a rivalry. And I understand that Zion Williamson had a huge game um, where I think in that game he was, what did he score? 35 points, seven boards, four dimes, a steal on 13 of 17. So he dunks a lot. I get that. But you have to act like you've won something previously. Oh, I know. Maybe win something before you start dunking with a massive lead. Because when you're up nine points and the buzzer is about to blow, you don't go down and do that. Yeah. I don't, am I, so am I being get off my long guy? I don't think you're being get off my long guy. And frankly, like we need to talk about the Rudy thing too. Now, Rudy's incident was not nearly as bad as what Zion did in my opinion, right? Just a layup, like nothing, nothing really to it. But... But it's the premise of it. Back in Utah, didn't need to do that. You know, like clearly was trying to make a point. Like, that's who Rudy Gobert is, though. Yes. I'm not surprised he did that. He's soft and he's immature. Always has been. Always will be. Never going to win anything in the league. Been saying that for years now. Right? So I wasn't surprised that Rudy did that. And by the way, what's funny is, at least for Zion, you beat a team that was capable of beating you. Rudy beat up on a team that had nobody that could stop him, right? So, like, to me, that was that was the more embarrassing part of what Rudy did. Jazz don't have anyone that's stopping yeah. Rudy Gobert, like, with all due respect to Walker Kessler. Come yeah. on. And 801 West Valley's not wrong. Don't like it. Get back on defense. Should have stopped the previous 79 points. And the fans loved it. They did. Uh, will there ever be a repercussion for it? I don't know. Yeah, the repercussion's going to be when you lose in the playoffs. That'll yeah. be the repercussion. Yeah, how good is Zion Williamson? Because there are people who are talking about him for MVP, and it's like, dude, come on. Come on. Is he really the most valuable player? Zion Williamson, as a guy, cannot shoot a jump shot. And everybody, this is the Rudy Gobert argument. Well, he shoots 67% from the floor. He dunks. That's what he does, right? Like, on the season, he is shooting 61%. 35.7% from three, but he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, right? He's shooting 72% from the line. My thing is he only averages seven rebounds, four assists, like 25 points a game. You're telling me that's an MVP right there. He was 35 and 10 every night. We can talk about it. But like if you're under 10 boards for his game and what he does and where he's at on the floor constantly, like I I don't know, man. I just don't – I'm not here – it's his first season playing any games. Like, what are, what are we talking about here? Like, like I, I, yeah, give the guy credit. He can put up points. Like, I'm not disputing that, but I do think he needs to rebound more. But what I'm not here for is MVP talks, you know, how many ever games he's played now? Like, 10 games in or whatever you got right there that he's played in this year? Like, yep. I'm not here for it. You're not playing all of your games. You, you're not even you, – you haven't played – I would have to go and look at how many games he's actually been on the Pelicans roster for over the last two or three seasons versus how many he's played. I'm not here for MVP talks. Yeah, right he now. missed Remember, he missed the entire season last year. What the are we entire, talking about? And before that, he played 61 games in 2021. I mean, the guy just doesn't play a lot of games. I give him credit. He's clearly in better physical condition. And he is clearly in better position to compete night in and night out. 
but I, I'm not, I'm not a Zion fan. Like I, I, you can enjoy watching Luka Doncic play. I hate him. I think like, I'm thinking of guys I don't like. There are very few NBA players I don't like watching. I don't like watching Luka just because he's such a smug jerk. Crybaby. And a crybaby. I don't like watching Zion because he has this belief that he's accomplished something. Is, is arrogance the right word? I don't know. Zion Williamson has accomplished nothing in the NBA. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. He's won nothing. He is not part of the reason that they were good or are good now. Like he's done nothing in this league. So the idea that you it's okay for you to go down and dunk on the Suns like that. It's just the the hypocrisy, the arrogance. If you think that this isn't going to come back to him, you're up in the night. It will come back to him. The Suns won't have forgotten about this. No, I don't think I don't think they will at all. And and my biggest problem is like I I don't even put Zion on the list of guys I hate watching. He's fun to watch play. I like like for the record that dunk was absolutely incredible. The yeah. fact that he's doing that at 250 pounds is absolutely ridiculous. Like his athleticism, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, yeah. Like his athleticism is not in question. But but the word that comes to mind is you are classless. You have no perspective on who you are. You you could do this stuff at Duke because it was Duke. It was college kids. You were just better. Duke is Duke. You're not better than a lot of guys in the league. Yeah. And that's okay to say that. And I understand why Zion has to do what Zion does. I like if I was Zion and I could dunk like that, I would dunk like that. I would. But if you think that that's not going to come back to get you the next time you see Devin Booker cuz Devin all of a sudden has a poor, torn hamstring or pulled it or whatever the hell reason he's off the floor, which again, I have no tolerance for. I'm sick and tired of that out <laughs> of Devin Booker. But but the next time Book plays him, I guarantee you Book will have a big night. And I think that I think that what Zion doesn't understand is you're writing a ledger, right? Hey, I did this against the Suns. Well, who who's he going to do it to next? You really think he's going to do this against a LeBron James led team? You think LeBron has any worry no, about not. putting his shoulder into Zion's chest? Come on, dude. Like I think Zion has to play at least a hundred games consecutively. I want to see Zion play eighty to a hundred games in a row. Yeah, go go through hurt. the go through the regular season and then make, and then make a playoff run without yeah. being hurt. That that would be great. Like, do it. By the way, I don't think Book misses a lot of games. 60, 70, 60, 67, it 68. It doesn't matter if he's missing a lot of games now. He's missing the games that matter. There was no way you could have missed that second game, come dude. Come on. He's got a hamstring injury. I I, I think come they're on. like you can't you can't we can't just skip over that. Like it's the second game. This was the get-back game against the Pelicans, and you weren't available. Yeah, listen, man. I I I think the proving ground is ahead. By the way, I think it should be said. The Phoenix Suns are not that team. No. They, they're, they need to make a significant change. And I don't know how you do that. I don't know exactly what you do there to make that change, but I think the Phoenix Suns need a significant change. They, Chris Paul is still a good player. You can't count on him. You know, I mean, it, it is, they're missing something. And I get it, they have injuries, but everybody's got injuries, right? I look at the Chicago Bulls. Jesus. How do you lose that game? I don't know if you guys saw it. They lost at the buzzer on just an embarrassing defensive lapse where they give up a lob play at the rim. And I just, I, I don't even. Yeah. It, it is so frustrating to me. Watching that team, I don't even know how you explain it. 
And I would remind you that the Chicago Bulls gave Billy Donovan a contract extension. Wrong choice. They are now 11-15. and 15. Four and ten on the road. Let me put that into perspective. You're <clears throat> worse than the Utah Jazz. And Io DeSumo's regressing, not progressing. And that's a huge concern for those of us that are fans of that team. Patrick Williams is nothing special. Patrick Williams is nothing special. Nikola Vucevic, 13 points in eight rebounds against Atlanta is nothing special. It, it is... I don't know what to say about this this Bulls team. That's a team that needs to make a deal. And listen, if if Billy Donovan's not your problem, okay, then the roster's your problem. But I look at the fact that you I think they're paying Zach Levine $37 million a year and he's averaging 21 points. And he's played 22 games. That's it. Another guy. That just doesn't play every game because his knee always hurts. Right, like Nikola Vucevic is a bench player in this league, in my opinion. He is a big off the bench. Yeah, I don't believe I agree that he is. Oh wow, Texas basketball coach Chris Beard arrested on a domestic felony, felony domestic violence this morning. There you go. Oof, good job, dude. Um, the Bulls are a mess. I mean, Patrick Williams, and we talked about this when it was going on. Patrick Williams was the guy that the Chicago Bulls refused to give up to get Rudy Gobert. So let me ask you this now. If you had given up Patrick Williams, if you had given up Nikola Vucevic, and I think the other guy was Devontae Green, and draft picks for Rudy Gobert, are you a better team today than you than than you are? Probably. You're a way better team. Because <coughs> they're terrible defensively. Uh, again, not terrible. They're not great defensively. Yeah. See, Rudy in Minnesota doesn't work when Carl Anthony Towns is healthy. But you're seeing Rudy have a far larger impact now that he is the guy, right? If if you had Rudy Gobert on that Bulls team, let me ask you this. If you had Donovan Mitchell on the Knicks, are the Knicks, a, no doubt about it, playoff team? Very clearly they would be. The trades you don't make are usually the ones that decide your fate. Yep. And Danny Ainge is living proof of that because he made two spectacular deals. The Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks, I think, are are suffering by their inactivity. Yeah. Because neither one of those teams, you know, made trades. Now, granted, you know, obviously Brunson is a huge upgrade for them. But Cam Reddish, who's a guy that you didn't want to trade. Cam Reddish is another guy that now he's not playing games for the Knicks at the moment. Yeah. It's a huge mistake not to make and, the Don And they're deal. saying they'll move him for second rounders or, or a guy huge with mistake. equivalent talent. Huge mistake. Uh, let's see. My Monty fan says, I'll always agree with that take, Monty. There is nothing I like about Luca. Complete garbage. R- wonderfully talented player. Yeah. But just all the other stuff. Outside, and his mom's hot. Outside of that, there's not because a lot to like. Because it's garbage. There is not a lot to like. Uh, Tyler P says a question with Zion is, will he actually play at playoff time? He's always hurt. Huge. Exactly right. Tyler. Exactly right. Can you count on him? Skinny Jack Nick. Uh, I have no problem with players scoring late buckets. The Suns were playing tough defense on that possession. So Zion has every right to dunk. I guess. Yeah. If you don't want him to dunk, stop him from dunking. Period. Tyler P without CJ, the Pelicans would be a playing team. Totally agree. Because the other guy on that team you can't count on, um, and with, again, and I think it's a big one, the other guy on that team you can't count on is Brandon Ingram. 
Ingram. B.I.'s always hurt. Yep. And he is a wonderfully talented player who's played 15 games this year. You can't count on him. Yep. And again, I think that's a team that if they really want to jump up the, the ladder here, you got to make a trade. Yep. You're one guy away in New Orleans, in my opinion. Because you're, you're, you're getting a lot of missed games out of two really important players, B.I. And, and Herb Jones. I think Herb Jones, nobody knows who Herb Jones nope. is. He's a stud, dude. He is absolutely a stud. But look at Jose Alvarado. His three-point shooting is way better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. They're growing and improving. But you're one player away. The in injuries my are holding them back. Yeah, you're one. You're one. Look at the look at look at the um, look at the Dallas Mavericks is a perfect example of this. Luka Doncic is averaging 33 points a game. Probably going to win the MVP if that keeps up. They won't go anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah, they're just not built to win in the playoffs. And Christian Wood's been a nice pickup, but again, not to be a dick about it, but yep. Luka Doncic doesn't make you a better team. He does not make everybody on your team better players. Yeah, he's not interested in his teammates. He's interested in him. No, he's interested in himself, and he's interested in football at 50. I mean, it just is what it is with Luca. You know that. He's here it's for good the work. pizza, bro. It's good work. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Again, I guess we're going to need to have the raging debate because... You can't put pepperoni on a pizza. No, hell no. I mean, you can, you shouldn't. I mean, you can. When you download the Papa Murphy's app, pepperoni is definitely an option. I'm telling you, and their triple pep is really good, but I'm telling you right now, barbecue sauce, traditional crust, barbecue sauce, chicken. Yeah. Green onions, little mozzarella. Mozzarella. That's how we do. That's how we do. Uh, Biggest stories in football this morning. Um, what do you guys make of this Amazon versus Netflix thing? I'm curious how you guys feel about this. Did you guys see the story that Netflix says they're out of the live streaming sports business? Right. Man, I think this is smart by Netflix. And I know we've talked a lot about the Pac-12 and Amazon and TV deals and... I still don't like having to flip my TV over to Amazon Prime Video to go watch Thursday Night Football. It still annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. And if Amazon truly becomes the tier one, the number one provider for Pac-12 football, I actually think it's going to hurt their viewership. Right or wrong? What do you think? I think that I think that Amazon has, to, has a choice to make. Like, Amazon needs to go all in or get the hell out like this Thursday night and that's it thing doesn't work in my opinion because I agree with you it is a pain in the ass to flip over it is not something that I'm particularly interested in doing constantly and and frankly I don't like the matchups for 80% of the the season have not been good they haven't been what what you would want they haven't been transformational if you will transformative they haven't been scintillating you know we've had a couple here and there so to me netflix netflix to me i hear netflix i think of entertainment not football or sports i agree with that i think amazon and i think amazon is innovative and i think it could work right I don't think Amazon and think sports, 
But I do think Amazon, and I think, okay, yeah. Like, I could see a, 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 um, a reality where Amazon is live streaming all kinds of stuff. Like, if you said to me, hey, Amazon next year is going to have everything from F1 to NFL to Major League Baseball, like, they're going to go all in on sports. I could see that, right? Like, just the same way that YouTube, when they rolled out YouTube TV, everyone was like, oh, well, I don't know that that's going to work. Dude, YouTube TV has been incredibly successful. It's even a product that I'm I agree. considering. I absolutely agree. So to me, Netflix is about is about putting out product like Stranger Things or 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 Peaky Blinders, not NFL football. That's the difference. Like in my head, you've trained your listener to be entertainment, not sports. Amazon is now trained train their listener to be innovation, so they can get away with trying to be in sports. They can. But I'm telling you right now, you cannot be half in and half out. You either need to go all in and suck it up for a few years and take your losses and build it. Suck it up for a few years. Yeah, you do. Or you need to get out. That's my opinion on that. I think that Amazon, Amazon's got far deeper wherewithal than do our friends at, at, at Netflix. Yeah. I think Netflix, we already know that Netflix is in that position where they're cutting content and cutting jobs yep, and spending billions on scripted content. But again, I just say, and I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments, are you willing to go to, to Amazon Prime video to get Pac-12 football? If you're not a subscriber, are you willing to subscribe to see the Utah Utes play football? Mm. Now, I'm an Amazon Prime member, so you get Prime Video. I would subscribe because I love the Pac-12. I'm passionate about Pac-12 football. Yes, I would subscribe. Yes, I would. Would you? Hook it up in the comments. Would you subscribe? Okay, a couple other things. Did you guys see Dalton Kincaid? You can't probably see that, but Dalton Kincaid essentially said, I'm too injured to play in the Rose Bowl. So I am I am done at Utah and I am preparing for the NFL draft. Yeah. And I thought it was a really well done, classy written statement. Mm -hmm. I think Dalton Kincaid hit it out of the park with that. Yeah, well, and I think it's a proper decision. I mean, I I just think it's it's what you have to do when you're somebody who who is no doubt about it an NFL draft pick. Like I think again, if you're on the fence, like if you're on the bubble, you know, like like again, Cam Rising. That's where we always go, I know, but like it's a perfect example. A guy who's probably a backup in the league needs to get the timing correct so he can get in and get a spot. Yes. You know, if you leave too late, if you leave too early, if your value's not where it needs to be, you're going to have trouble getting drafted and you're, you're, you know, like there are some guys who have to go and play in the Canadian Football League or have to go and do these things that just aren't necessary because they made a bad decision. So to me with Dalton, I think it's a, it's the correct decision and, and, and I hope that he has a big draft because he will definitely get drafted. I think it's absolutely the right decision. I think he's a first three-round pick. I mean, he's he's top three tight ends in the draft. If he gets healthy and can perform at the combine, yeah, he's one of the top available tight ends in all of college football. So I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, a couple of comments. Greg Hawkins, good morning, too. Good luck to Dalton Kincaid. Such a good player. Totally agree. Uh, Pied Piper says, if Netflix only specializes in scripted content, then picking up the NFL should be a no-brainer. See what he did there? Because the NFL is scripted, like they we know yeah, the outcome did, of games. Right. Yeah, right. You know. Uh, Tyler P says, YouTube TV, Hulu Live, and Sling are far superior to cable at half the price. You're starting to become a believer in that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's half the price, but I think that, you know, for anybody like YouTube TV has tiered pricing, just like you're probably not getting out under 80 bucks a month if you want sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Neville 93 says a storm is here in Sandy now. Oh, is it snowing in Sandy? Really? Can't see the mountain. Can't see the mountains out the windows at the map here. So yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Let's go. Luis Capazzo says I'm a subscriber and wouldn't waste my time on Pac-12 football. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I have a hard time believing that. I think Pac. I think college football. You have to be a true football fan to appreciate. You know, like the NFL. Like you can watch anywhere, but you have no idea what you're watching if if you don't know guys on the teams in college football. By the way, as you guys see, Pac-12 salaries were released. Yeah. This is interesting to me. If you don't follow Super West Sports on Twitter, you're missing out, by the way. Look who's the number one paid guy in the Pac-12. Kyle Whittingham. Mm -hmm. Now, who are you missing here? Well, Lincoln Riley. And you got to think that Lincoln Riley's north of $6 million. Mm -hmm. Chip Kelly at 5.6. Sanders at 5.5. Smith at 4.85. Lanning at 4.7. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Nick Saban. Coach Saban. Yeah, let me let me serve some humble pie here to good old Kyle Whittingham. The old Sabinator's at eleven point seven million, right? Kirby 11. Smart's at eleven and a quarter. Dabo, right? Mr. Clemson's at ten and a half. Lincoln Riley, according to this article, is estimated at ten plus. Woo! Right? Like Brian Kelly, nine and a half. Right? You look at, you know, David Shaw before he had retired or, you know, resigned, not retired, resigned, you know, 8.9 million. So, you know, you have guys here who, who are getting paid. It's a paid. lot of money. Yeah, you're getting paid. It's a lot of money. And how many of them have been, uh, you know, have been back-to-back Pac-12 champions and gone to the Rose Bowl two years in a row? Yep. That's a big question for me. Like, and I, I understand. Revenue, you know, you're worth what somebody will pay you. Six million bucks is good money if you can get it. Ten million is better. Yeah. Is Lincoln Riley deserving of being a higher paid coach than Kyle Whittingham? No. You don't think he is? Not yet. Really? Okay. Who would you pay more money, Lincoln Riley or, or Kyle Whittingham? Man, I think that's a tough one. While you consider it, why don't you think about some Papa Murphy's pizza too? Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Ah, yes, change the way you pizza, get to Papa Murphy's Pizza. By the way, download the app. It's super easy to use the Papa Murphy's app. Order your pizza. Make sure you get the Take and Bake chocolate chip cookies. Do it. And use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Monday night, family home evening. Hook it up. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Thursday night football. Christmas break. Kids are in. Do it. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, I'm paying Papa's tonight. Let's go. What, Luis Capazzo, tell us what your Papa Murphy's What's order is. What's your order, is. man? Because mine doesn't change. I got to be honest. Mine doesn't change much. We get two pizzas. One, we get the smaller one for Mrs. Monty, who goes all veggie. Yep. And then usually when Jake's not with his girlfriend and he occasionally like spends time with his family, <laughs> um, we'll get a large and we'll get the traditional, again, barbecue sauce. I've been doing chicken a lot lately, but chicken. 
Barbecue, cheese, onion mix, green onions, mozzarella, mozzarella. I'm telling you, it's where it's at. It's where it's at, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, Luis says, I'm going hog heaven. You better oh, send, You better tweet dude, me some I pictures need, of I that. I a picture, bro. You better send me some pictures of that. I, yeah. I'm going to need... I'm going to need that. The hog heaven, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if you're... You know, like if you own a Papa Murphy's, the the hog heaven's pretty hard to beat. But I just love the fact that it's easy to customize. Where it. are we at on crust, though? Where are we at on oh, crust? Oh, regular though? crust from Papa Murphy's all day. Regular. Are you crust. a deep dish guy? No, you're no, not, a, not deep a deep dish guy. Dish. See, I, I just, again, it's just tough, dude. Not like, a deep it's, dish it's guy. It's a messy sort of. Oh, it's it, a fork and a knife. It's a fork and a knife. Like, I, no, dude. I it, when I'm eating pizza, I want to be able to manhandle it. I need to be able to dip it in ranch. Like, let's go. Yeah. I don't disagree. It, I, it's a it's a thing. Like when we were in Mammoth, we we go to the, there's this bar in Mammoth we always go to that has wonderful food, and they they do the classic bar food, nachos and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And like it's like, dude, I just like when I go certain places, like you like you don't go and order regular pizza, and you're like, well, I'm gonna eat it with a fork and a knife. Yeah. Who the hell does that? Like, yeah. But that's why I don't like New York slice, like the big triangle slices of pizza. No, bro. Yeah, no, like Costco, 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 Tommy, Costco is borderline too, too, too much. Coming up here in about 45 minutes, we're going to talk about the, start dropping them in the comments. What do you get at Costco? The dinner I had at Costco last night was amazing. Uh, Tyler P says, thin crust is for weirdos. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, LOL, Lincoln Riley is okay, but Oklahoma fans warm that he's not good at managing games or holding a lead. But he can recruit well. There you go. No, no, no. See, I knew somebody was going to say tuck dude, and fold. You're not serious. As dude. men, we are not <laughs> tucking and fold. No. What are you doing? Bro? No. Dude, we're not tucking and folding. Fold it on up, show, Monty. Bro. No. Come on. No NY Monty fan. Fold it up. Capazzo says deep dish is great in the oven, but it's uh, got to be regular crust on the uh, pellet grill. Yes. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah, on the smoke. Man. Papa Murphy's on the smoker. Undefeated. Absolutely undefeated. Uh, Before we get back to Lincoln Riley, I must remind you that the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. No matter where you are, The Advocates are ready to serve you, so hook it up. Theadvocates.com are the best injury attorneys in the business. I know it's snowing and sandy, as Neville said. And Neville's a guy that's in a big box truck. He works Mm -hmm. hard. He's a guy that, that works for a living. Dude. In those big box trucks, you got to be careful. And you, you see people every day that are doing like 30 in the fast lane. Or if somebody is an irresponsible, distracted driver, man, you got to, and they hit you, that's not your fault. You got to get an attorney because the insurance company isn't working for you. They're working for themselves. Mm-hmm. You need somebody to fight for you who knows how to navigate the shark infested waters of insurance companies. That's the advocate. Nobody knows how to get after the insurance companies like the advocates do. They're going to defer your medical bills. Hopefully you don't have any, but if you do, they'll defer that. There are no uh, consultation fees. You do not pay them any big retainers. In fact, did you know that you do not pay the advocates unless and until they win your case? Chat with an attorney online right now at theadvocates.com. Talking about coaches' salaries. Yeah. And Jake, because he's just phenomenal at what he does, what his job is has the visual of Pac-12 coaching salaries. Yeah. Kyle Whittingham versus Lincoln Riley. 
Lincoln's allegedly making 10 million bucks plus per year. Mm -hmm. Kyle Whittingham is making 6 million. To coach your program. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Kyle Whittingham or Lincoln Riley? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a a difficult question overall, but I think that I I think I think I probably have wit. Honestly, I think that Kyle Whittingham is has always been a defensive first guy. The problem is is Kyle Whittingham hasn't been to the playoff. That's the problem. And Lincoln Riley has, I'm pretty sure with Oklahoma. I'm pretty sure. Have to go back and verify, but he I'm has. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So like, you know, the the performance is there and and what's tough is that you know that Lincoln's only going to get better at SC. This is his first year, and he damn near went to the playoff. And, yeah, he loses to Utah both times, and those are his only two losses. So, to me, on a football field, X's and O's, I got to win a big game. I'm probably going with Kyle Whittingham. But Lincoln Riley, in terms of money-making, you know, flashy program, getting to the playoff, playing for a national championship, Lincoln Riley's probably the better choice. So, that's the tough part. If Kyle Whittingham had been to the playoff a couple of times... I would definitely be going with Witt, but I think you have to go with Lincoln Riley because he's got the top-end performance. Uh, I think all day, every day, I'm going with Kyle Whittingham because there's a couple of things that matter to me. Um, I think Kyle Whittingham is a defense-first guy, and as a football guy, I'm a defense-first guy. I want to win with defense, but I also have to go with Lincoln Riley because he also knows how to put points on the board. And one of the things that it always has concerned me about Kyle Whittingham is he's not a quarterback guy. Now, what I mean by that is Kyle Whittingham's never had that dynamic, over-the-top, best quarterback in the conference. Not one time has that been the case. And so I look at the skill positions. Money Parks is a great receiver. Jaquindon Jackson's a great court, or excuse me, running back, quarter running back guy. That's what Kyle Whittingham is. Kyle Whittingham is not out competing for the best quarterbacks. He's not out competing for the best wide receiver talent. And that's a little concerning in 2022 Pac-12 football land where you have to have speed and you have to have a quarterback that's a general. Caleb Williams just won the Heisman Trophy at USC. That's a huge bit. What if Kyle Whittingham had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Utah? How much better would this team be? Frankly, if one year... Kyle Whittingham had the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Utah. Is this team competing not at the top of the Pac-12, but at the top of college football the way that USC already is? Yeah, See, there's a good chance the they are. That's tough. Not to cut in on you, but they're already at the top of college football yes, they one are. year in. That, and that's really that's a that's a tough reality and a tough pill to swallow because of how good Caleb Williams is. And it's like, dude, like their defense is garbage. But, we saw that, but again, the offense is just so overpowering, right? Unless, right? It has to be said, and I'm sure we're getting comments, unless you're playing Utah's defense. That's what's so frustrating about yes. this conversation. So it's like, hey, does Witt deserve to be paid on par with Lincoln Riley? Well, absolutely, right? He beat Lincoln Riley twice this year. Nobody else did that. They didn't lose anybody else. So, yeah, I think Kyle Whittingham deserves to be paid on par with Lincoln Riley. But if you're asking me for the health of my program, who I'm going to build around, it's probably Lincoln Riley. Okay. Blake Phillips would like us to know that Chris Beard was a Renstead for assault. A Renstead. Yeah, we already said that, my guy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. You fucking donkey. <laughs> Luis Capazzo <laughs> says, Blake, check your spelling. I don't know what a Renstead means. 
Thank you, Blake. Um, <laughs> that was funny. That is funny. Uh, Tyler P says, Witt is a great developer of talent. He doesn't uh, need five-star recruits. Need? Yeah, but <clears> dude, <throat> come on. You can't get away from the fact that Kyle, if you ask Kyle Whittingham, hey, if I gave you five-star recruits across the board, right, and then your two deep was full of four stars, you're really telling me Kyle Whittingham would say no to that? Well, nobody's going to say no to that. And you're telling me that in your program, Jake, in your program, yeah, you're welcome. That With all due respect, you don't want you don't want to use a transfer portal. How how much can Kyle Whittingham this offseason right now leverage a transfer portal? Well, he's already doing it. The Fano brothers are a good example of that. He's recruiting his ass off. But like that's a unique situation if you think about well, it. Well, maybe you know what I mean because that's a BYU. Utah. Thing. Yeah, but I don't care why. I mean, he flipped Spencer. That that's a no, good but, win. But what I'm saying is that Lincoln is Lincoln doesn't need to get guys from BYU. Lincoln's getting yeah. guys nationally. But so is Kyle. Recruiting's recruiting really well. Like NIL's gotten better. Like I just think Kyle Whittingham. I want to see a prolific quarterback. I want to see prolific wide receivers. You can't keep running out to Von Vele and Money Parks and not have a number one. Because guys like Solomon Enos, guys like Devon Bailey, they're not number one receivers. They're really good, but they're twos and threes. And your tight end, and I love Dalton, and I love Keithy, but you can't have your tight end be your number one receiver. Yeah, You can't. It, it is a quick way to mediocrity. The only reason that this team can handle that is because their defense is so above and beyond awesome. If you can, and again, Kyle Whittingham's an, all, an old dog. You're not going to put new spots on an old dog. Yeah. You're not going to teach a tiger to change his tricks, right? The point is, right. Kyle Whittingham is who he is. Is he ever going to have a prolific best quarterback in the country? I don't know. This is Coach Saban. But probably not, because that's not how he builds his programs. Programs. You know? So, it just is what it is, man. Yeah. I, I, I think if, if I had to choose one today, I'm taking Kyle Whittingham all day. I don't even know that I'd have to think about it for a long time. Wow. I don't know that. I, and if, if, if now, if I didn't even get to talk to him, I'm taking Kyle Whittingham. If I got to interview him, I'd, you know, I'd have to talk to Kyle about the transfer portal and the offense because you can't be a non-transfer portal guy. You can't. Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State's getting left behind. He said, I don't know how many people saw. Mike Gundy said he doesn't like the transfer portal. Me? Well, good luck, coach. Enjoy your retirement. But if I just have to take one of the two, I'm taking Kyle Whittingham all day long. Uh, all day long. Yeah. You know. Uh, Tyler P says, give Wick Caleb and see who's a better coach. The problem is Wick can't get Caleb. That's the problem. Couldn't get Lincoln him in Oklahoma. Lincoln got him in Oklahoma. Got in a transfer portal. Got him at USC. Like, it's a that's a big deal. Uh, Jaron uh, Brown says USC had a favorable schedule this year. No Oregon or Washington. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You beat them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's no need to excuse it away. Yeah. The bottom line is Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy and never even considered Utah. It, I mean, it just it just is what it is. You know, Luis says, uh, just think how deep the Utes could go in the playoffs with some five-star recruits. That's yes. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But, why and you're would get, any, and you're, but you're getting Mo Diabate from Florida. Why would any five-star quarterback play for Kyle Whittingham? That's the hard. Why? That's the hardest pill to swallow. You wouldn't. That's the hardest pill Mo to Diabate swallow. Mo Diabate would, right? De Devon Blackman would, right? 
right? Yeah. Uh, Clark Phillips III would. Oh, but that's right. The best receiver in your program the last five years was Britton Covey. That's right. That's right. right. It's tough, dude. That's it's right. tough. And I, I think Witt is not one who likes change on his, on his offense. You know, and, and I think Andy Ludwig's part of this conversation because I think that's a Witt guy. Is Andy Ludwig a, a, pro, a prolific recruiter? It doesn't feel like it. No. doesn't feel like it. You know, and, and you look at guys like Jim Harding who are vital parts of, of the cog at Utah. Somebody's got to go get a, a, a remarkable quarterback. Because that's what it's going to take to keep up with USC. That's what it's going to take. Uh, Ruff's official says, Caleb will go to the NFL and be a flop, and USC will be back out of bowl contention. A, he's not going to the NFL. He's only a sophomore. <laughs> Which so, everyone forgets. Caleb Williams is coming back. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. I got news for you. It, when has Lincoln Riley not had one of the best quarterbacks in the country? Whether it's, it's Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Caleb Williams, it's USC. It's a quarterback factory. All they do is put guys in the NFL who And I think flop. we can all agree, at college, they're phenomenal talents, yeah. right? Like, they're prolific college quarterbacks. Now, I agree. NFL, USC quarterbacks have been garbage, 100%. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. It says it's snowing in West Valley on my phone. Okay, do you want me to go look? Do, yeah, do I mean, we need I, to do a weather check? I guess so, because I don't see it snowing. Okay, weather check. Hold on. I don't see it snowing. Jake is now going to go and do a weather check. I, I don't see it snowing, you know. I would love for it to be snowing, but you know. We'll see. Jake's out there looking. Um, Kurt Meyer says, Alabama had the number one QB in it. It didn't get Bama to the playoffs, right? But Alabama also didn't have great wide receivers this year. I mean, it's a total package. By the way, Alabama has has had like look at Mac Jones look at like they always have a quarterback and they're always one of the best programs in college. are we really having this argument right now are we really having this argument right now I'm a little surprised by that Greg what's our weather report it's snowing it is snowing lightly not vigorously but lightly it is lightly the ground is wet okay excuse me the ground is moist thank you sorry thank you Probably wearing white jeans. Uh, Andy Ludwig's offense self-selects in terms of recruiting. There was there was never a chance for CW coming to Utah. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. I, 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 That's uh, not what we're about. Yep. Get with the program. Get it. Get with instead of with get the with the program. Yeah. You know. You know. Um. I just to put a ball around this. I think Kyle Whittingham's best coach in the Pac-12. Yeah. And I think he's a limited one at that. If he was a guy that had a lot of a lot of desire to coach the the best quarterback in the country, I think they would have one. Yeah, I truly do think that they would have one. Uh, all of our NBA talk in the Utah Jazz is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Get off the hamster wheel of your side hustles and get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Register for the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. You want to support the show? Right now, hit the like button. Um, if all 95 people watching the show right now would hit the like button, um, that would absolutely help the channel grow. And then as soon as you hit the like button, go to tridaytrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar. It is no obligation. It is simply educational at tridaytrading.com slash Monty. And if you don't know the program at Triday Trading, they are going to teach you how to be 
the best day trader in the business. That's what Tri-Day Trading does. And when you listen to their students and you look at the research and the analysts that look at how they've done, they routinely have day traders making $1,000 a day day trading. Some of them are full-time. Some of them are part-time. Some of them use it as a side hustle. A lot of people have scaled up their day trading to get out of their full-time job because you're tired. Seriously, you're tired of struggling financially. You're tired of looking at your credit card statement. You're tired of wondering how you're going to afford Christmas and your mortgage or your rent. Stop doing that. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Go through the program. And the best part about Triday Trading, when you're done with the program and you're ready to start making trades, you trade with Triday Trading's money, not your own. And if you make money with their money, they're going to give you 50% of the profit at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We really appreciate you guys supporting our sponsors on the show. Without our partners, um, we couldn't do a show. And those guys at Triday Trading have been phenomenal. They make it possible for us to talk all of the NBA and the jazz the way we do. So hook them up at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. The Utah Jazz lose back-to-back games. They're now 15-14 and 14 on the season. And here's my question. Have you wavered in your support of these trades? You see Rudy come in and get the layup heard around the world. Um, you see that the Jazz have all of these injuries with Lori and Mike and JC missing games now. And they're just missing these guys. Has your opinion on the Jazz trajectory changed? Because mine is not. I feel like this is a 40-win team that's going to be on the cusp of the play-in. They are not tanking. In my opinion, they win the last two games if they're healthy, but they're not. Without Colin Sexton, you're missing explosiveness. Without Laurie Markkinen, you're missing a dynamic scorer, right? But what you're seeing is incredible growth and development in guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And I think it tells you that Will Hardy is absolutely the right coach for this team. And I think it gives you a lot of reason to continue to watch these games. Now, you've got the Pelicans coming in Tuesday and Thursday. Jake, how excited are you to watch those games? Yeah, I mean, I, I think excited is not the word I would use. I'm, I'm, I'm more watching these games to see growth and development. I mean, I, I, I think it's obvious, like, I'm not, you know, reinventing the wheel here. Like, who's going to stop Zion? That's my first question for this jazz team. Cause I don't think that they have someone like, so like is Vando going to be the guy that's tasked with slowing down Zion Williamson, you know, cause it's not going to be Walker Kessler, obviously. So to me, it's like the, the Pelicans create these awkward matchups because of the way Zion plays basketball. And then I look at, you know, guys like, you know, CJ, um, you know, and, and you look at some of the other talent they have, like they're, they're, they're an awkward team to defend for this jazz roster. So like Nikhil Alexander Walker, are you, as a young guy, going to be able to stay on the ground when C.J. McCollum's pump-fanking at the elbow? That's a like, good question. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to be able to be disciplined in that defense and not have to, you know, sit on the bench with foul trouble? That's, like, that's one of the things I'm going to look for. I'm also going to look for the Jazz to be intentional about getting out in transition. So these are things inside of the game that I want to see this team execute on. And I think if they execute on it, you know, it'll be a good game. It'll be a competitive game. But... But this is also a thing where if you come out and you're lazy mentally, you're going to lose by 20 to this team, Ooh. you know? And, and that's why I say it's a, it's a rather high-risk game, I think, for the Jazz in that sense. So excited is not the word I would use. I would more use, like, um, you know, 
you know, Aww. I don't have a word. I'm not I'm not excited to watch their basketball right now. I'm watching it because I'm interested in the development pieces, not because they're going to go out and win a bunch of games. And I think that that's not unfair. Well, and I don't think it's unfair at all. I think that's absolutely accurate. But I also think when you look at what's coming for the Jazz, they're going to need your support. I thought Andy Larson put out a really nice piece in the Trib about the future of the TV deal. Wait, I thought I thought you didn't say nice things about Andy Larson. I thought I that this show, we, we rip every writer we, and like, we hate everybody. We hate the media and we don't we yeah. don't do that. Being hacks on YouTube, that's how we operate. Right. You know, you know. Um, Blake Phillips says it's snow. Why do you type in all? And first of all, can you snowing. learn? How to, can you can you learn how to spell my guy? Like, is that? Am I the only one who mind? gets annoyed when people type in all caps? I that annoys me. You know, um, one of the things I think is so interesting is the Jazz TV deal, <laughs> and we've yeah. talked about this exact yeah. thing. And again, yeah. again, just another indication our sources are pretty nails at the Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz have really been trying to build their own channel, their own outlet, because they know that doing a TV deal with a distributor is not going to be the best deal for them financially. It's a losing proposition to stay with AT&T, Sportsnet, Rocky Mountain, East 683 Valley, 683-1. Side, you know, you know uh, standard definition. My fucking ass. That's like going to lose you money, right? You like the cursing drops today. Um, the point is... That if I'm the Utah Jazz, I am building my own channel. And I am building my own channel digitally so that you have to go to my website and get into my app to watch exclusive content. I am building my own channel so that my games are in my control, all of the Chicago Cubs, right? And you're going to put that channel on Dish, DirecTV, CenturyLink, like all of your local TV distributors. Or there's only one other option. We're going to put the games on KSL TV, period. Those are your options if you're the Utah Jazz. The K-Jazz days are over, right? In my mind, why you are not doing a deal with KSL television, if you don't have another outlet, why are you not making a deal with KSL TV? That makes a lot of sense to me. But what makes a lot more sense is the Utah Jazz need to spend millions and develop a channel an app and a digital platform where I can watch every one of their games and I can get inside the Utah Jazz and I can see locker room. I can see practice. I can see guys tipping over coolers when they're upset. I want to see guys upset. I want to see guys happy. I want to see guys sad. I want to see Will Hardy chewing somebody's ass. Like, I want to see that. Take me places I don't usually get to go. That's what I want to see. Yet, Will they do that? I don't know. They're trying. I think they're trying desperately. But I think it's really expensive. And Ryan has put a ton of money into the building. Mm -hmm. So, again, I just ask, you're the Utah Jazz fan. You want to watch their games. Where do you want the Jazz to go with their TV deal? What is going to work for you as a Jazz fan? Because I think that's the really big question here. Mm -hmm. It's not, are the Jazz going to win and lose games? The question is, where will the Utah Jazz be? on television a year from now. And what are you willing to to do? What are you willing to do? All right, let's get some of your comments in here on the Jazz. Um, let's see. Glenn Holbert says, I'm such a child. Lightly but not vigorously, the ground is wet. Sounds like the beginning of something uh, fun. Um, Jake, do you want to defend your, your childish comments? No, I'm good. Okay, appreciate you, Glenn. Uh, 
Greg Romano says, Wit is is Wit at Utah is similar to Fuwa Gonzaga. Great Gonzaga. coach. Great coach, great program. Why leave? Yeah, he'll never coach anywhere else. NY Monty fan, we all knew this is where the Jazz would be. We know that they weren't winning 50, and we were all happy, surprised to see them doing so well out of the gate. Absolutely right. Yep. Kurt Myers, good morning to you. Kurt, Jazz play next man up, and they are always in the game. The growth will only make them a better team. Totally agree. Totally agree. Greg says, I would love to see a dunk on Zion. Zion's fragility will stop Zion, by the way. Totally agree. Luis Capasso. I'm still good with the trades. Anyone that really watched the Jazz the last few years could see this uh, blow up coming. Absolutely. Yep, agreed. Absolutely. You know. Uh, Provo Pit uh, Barbecue. Dude, where Hello. you been, bro? Good morning, gents. Been a while. Thank you for the content. Congrats on your 850th show. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Today, 850? Today is 850. Wow. wow. Today is 850, which is crazy. Oh, wow, so we're going to break 1,000 next year. Yeah. Provo Pit, good to see you. Oh, easily we're going to break. Yeah, 1, like in Q1, probably. Yeah, we're going to break 1,000. 30, 16, you know, somewhere in, in spring, we'll break 1,000. Uh, my Monty fan says something that works anywhere and everywhere, make it easy, fair priced and possibly interactive. And I know it's outlandish, right? I know everyone calls me stupid, but I I don't know why you don't just you, why you don't just live stream your games on YouTube because you would make that money back. Like what nobody understands. And and I get it. You know, the NBA has rules and you have to be on TV. I I respect that. Totally understand why they got to check that box. But I've never understood why more teams don't just say, hey, like live stream on YouTube, because what's going to happen is you're, you know, they have uh, 71,000 subs, I believe it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. 71.4,000 subs on, on YouTube right now. If you were live streaming all your games and people could easily access that, you really think that you wouldn't be getting like millions, it, like just incredible money off of off of YouTube. Like I, that's what I don't understand. And by the way, it's free. Like you don't have to sign a TV deal <laughs> like it's free. So that's why I'm saying like the problem is the NBA streaming package and exclusive. Yeah. And, and it makes it tough. I know there's a lot of rules and things that you have to work with when you're in the league. So that's why that's I just yeah, it, 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 they need their own TV channel because of, you know, all the red tape. And, and I think that that until that happens, your fan base is never going to be really the, fulfilled. The thing that I think people don't want to talk about and what again, I Andy wrote a nice piece. You got to sell the hell out of it. Yeah. That's what it is. And I think one of the things that people are concerned about, and again, my guys at the Jazz tell me this all the time. We are not a revenue generating organization right now. They're not. Their sales operation is not spectacular. And it's something that frustrates people there. Their content creation is not spectacular. Yeah. And it's something that frustrates people there. You know, they have an opportunity to do all of this stuff. And it's hard just to get post-game media sessions streamed or posted or yeah, it's tough. I mean, you look at you look at the way the Jazz do business, and you have to ask yourself, how are they not the Lakers? How are they not Golden State? Well, we're in a small market, doesn't matter. The market size is not the issue, right? You look at their website and I, I look at I look at the Utah Jazz, and I just don't see that they are fully leveraging their operation to to be spectacular. Yeah, you know, like you look at you look at their like you just go you have to go look for their video highlights on their website. It's not the first thing. 
the first thing that I should see on their website is a is a is a video highlight package. But when I go to their when I go to their website, a obviously it's the NBA.com website, but it's not the first thing. It's not the first thing that you see is not video highlights. The first thing that you see, obviously, is you know scoreboard and schedule and you know hey buy tickets. The first thing I need to see is a video package. The, the concept, first thing I need to see. The concept to me that's never really stuck with the organization is people aren't going to buy more tickets if you just beat them over the head with buy tickets. No, they're not. That's not how it works. You need to generate interest in the club, and the way you do that, well, it's like the Wrexham show. Think about that. Like how many people want to go and watch the Wrexham football club just because of the show? Tons. Well, I'm sure tons. Yeah, like a and lot. By the way, what is that show done? I, I, do you guys know what Wrexham FC is? Um Wrexham, if you just search it, Ryan Reynolds owns Wrexham. Like, okay, great. They do a documentary series on Wrexham, the football club, day in, day out, everything. Everything is filmed day in, day out, every single day. That's what they do. And it's not only been a massive, smashing success, huge viewership. It's made them a ton of money. So they've been able to upgrade their stadium, buy more talent, they're trying to get promoted to the next league up in English soccer. They're one point away from doing that right now. Now, we won't know that until May, but right now they're second in the table. Like, it's making them more money. What the Jazz don't understand is you have to spend money to make money. Now, Ryan Smith has done that. The upgrades to the arena, they're Crazy. unquestioned. It's a Vivint Arena is beautiful. It's a great place to watch a basketball game. It's phenomenal. But this, this video... TV Peace. thing is a problem because if you're a Utah Jazz fan, what are you hanging on to? And as we talk Utah Jazz on the Monty Show presented by Quick Quack Car Washes, they bring you the biggest stories in sports every day. I think this is one of the biggest stories in sports. And as we tell you every day, Quick Quack Car Wash is the best car wash in Utah. Again, if you, if you get online, if you follow them on social, they give you free car washes. Find them on Instagram, get a free car wash, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Comment on their Instagram, say, hey, the Monty Show told me to come get a free car wash. Boom, done. Free car wash, quick quack car wash. It's snowing out here now, right? I guarantee you, my Audi is going through quick quack car wash the minute it stops snowing. Because I'm not going to let that salt, grime, dirt, dust, all that nonsense sit on my car. Nope. Quick quack car wash at the district, that's my place. And I get free vacuums and I get free towels. It's all good at Quick Quack. Car wash. Um, I think one of the biggest stories in sports right now is the lack of sports content in this town. Right now today, and this is going to sound braggadocious in a little bit it is. There's a little bit of it. This, we are the biggest sports talk show in Utah. Mm -hmm. By number, by, I mean, it's not close. How is that possible? Ask yourself that question. We're not the church, so we're not KSL, we're not The Zone, we're not ESPN 700. But all due respect. How do we, on a monthly basis, have over 200,000 listeners a month? How are we making more money streaming than any of our radio competitors? Because they don't embrace it. They don't want to do video. They don't want to stream their shows. They want to, oh, well, just put them online. That's not what people want. Yeah. Right? And they don't want commercial breaks everywhere. And they don't want crappy radio signals. Why have the Jazz not invested in this? 
I don't understand it. BYU is really the only person in town, the only entity in town that invests in this lock stock. Utah makes a video here and there. Utah does a little bit. Not that same like level or commitment. What I need out of the Utes is I need, I need the Rose Bowl experience. I need like, I need that package. It's fun to watch their Utah man videos in the locker room after wins. Yeah. I need more than that. I need more than that. And I get it from BYU. Why does BYU grow its fan base? Because you can really, you get connected with their guys. Yeah. Yep. You get connected with their guys. How many people have said, oh, I hate BYU, but man, that Harris, that Harris Chance interview you guys do every week is must watch. Like, do you know how often we hear that? Oh, I hate BYU, but I love your Harris Chance interview. Nobody gives a damn that he goes to BYU. Because it's fun and you can see his face. It's fun. You can see his face. That's, that's a big deal, right? So I don't understand why the Utes don't do it. I don't understand why RSL. RSL, RSL, what are you doing? No excuse. What are you doing? No excuse. What are you doing? I don't get it. I don't understand what, what Utah, what the Jazz, what I just don't get it. You're a professional sports organization making tens of millions of dollars. Because that's what Utah is. That's what BYU is. That's what RSL certainly is. The Jazz certainly is. And they just won't do it. And I don't understand it. And it's because, again, and this is just my opinion, I believe in Salt Lake City there is a small market mentality. Yes. On our show, we talk about it every single day. We operate like we are in the biggest city in the world. And we make it feel like that. We make it feel like, hey... On a day like today, what is there really to talk about today? Was it really? There's not a huge story in this town, but I'm telling you, the Utah Jazz is a huge story. Do you know why I'm telling you that? Because I need you to talk Utah Jazz. And when I tell you the Jazz is a big story, we get 200,000 people a month who agree with us that Jazz are a big story because we said it is. And when we say, hey, the UC uh, Board of Regents meeting on Wednesday is the biggest story on Wednesday. It is going to be the biggest story on Wednesday because we said so. Listeners and sports consumers want to be part of something special. But none of our teams, none of our media outlets want to do anything to make fans feel special. And it's I, I just don't understand it. What did Ruff's official say about Locked On Jazz? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Ruff's official says, uh, lockdown jazz has about the same number of subscribers. I have no idea what their subscriber count is. Subscribers has nothing to do with how big your show is. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's cool. What do we have? 8,400 subs. And again, I think this is part of the unknown. We have 8,402 subscribers on our show. It, it, it means nothing. And we've done that inside of a year. Yeah, it means nothing. If 8,400 people subscribe to your channel and none of them watch your product, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Like, I, I don't even know, um, and I can look for you. I have no idea how many subs Locked On Jazz. That's David Locke's show, I believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Locked On Jazz. Uh, Locked On Jazz, if I just search, the channel doesn't even come up first. Lockdown Jazz has 2,000 less subscribers than we do. What are you talking about? Yeah. What do you Lockdown mean? Jazz has 6,300 subs, Ruffs. But you're on brand, so I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Quint Randall says, I don't disagree with your streaming strategy. Thank you. I think they should stream. The Utah Jazz should stream their, their product. Yeah. Everything they do. 
You have the money to have a camera guy follow this team around. Why are you not doing that? Isn't it, is it baffling to you as a Jazz fan that they don't create unique one-off proprietary, their own content? How is there not a guy, a seat on the plane for a, for a vlogger? I don't understand that. Like a guy that just follows them around. I don't get that at all. Uh, Keaton Critchlow says that Jazz definitely need more all-access material, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, M.Y. Mati fan says, a few years back, the Jazz did something and had behind the scenes on a huge road trip. It was awesome. Then it just went away like it never happened. And again, the Jazz will tell you, hey, we do all access. Like we did in all access when Kelly got, got his number hung or whatever at Gonzaga. But to me, it's Wait, like Gonzaga. Gonzaga, sorry. Um, you know, like it's not, that's not enough, man. Like it, the, the you're missing the 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 premise. Yeah. Like, it's cool that he got his number retired at Gonzaga. Great. Neat. Awesome. Nobody gives a damn, with all due respect. Yeah. That's not what people want. I want Will Hardy in the damn locker room talking to Nikhil or Jordan or Mike or I want whoever. Will Hardy mic'd up when he's talking to, to Colin Sexton. Yeah, when they're having this pissing match on the bench last I want to hear it. We need to see it. I want to hear it. I want to know what they said. That's, the, that's part and parcel of being a good basketball team. Yeah, uh, that, you know, like, it's conceptual. You have to understand storylines. Yeah. Uh, shorts all year. God, that's so... F it, see, that to me is brilliance. Well, the you, name shorts all oh, year? Like like physically wearing shorts all yes! year. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yes! Well, what do you mean? YouTube shorts all year? Is that what we want? We do. We're doing YouTube shorts, by the way. Yes. So I encourage you. Uh, to watch our YouTube shorts. Yeah, by the way, I appreciate what you said there. He said, uh, just followed Quick Quack and said you sent me. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, appreciate Thank you. you. Uh, Quint said, you're dead on regarding the additional streaming content. For no matter who your favorite team is, I can tell you, I just told this story the other day. Last Thursday night, I think it was, I was laying in bed. You know what I was watching? Behind the scenes Chicago Cubs, in my memories, of the 2016 weight room meeting that won them the World Series in Cleveland. Right there. You've never, like, so you've never seen the episode, right? No, I have. But it, no, 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 no. I mean, like, so for someone who's never seen the oh, episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, think about the boxes that checks. 2016, World Series, Chicago Cubs, weight room speech. <laughs> Is there anything about that that you would not want to consume? Hey, 2022, locker room speech, play-in tournament, to, to win or something. Utah Jazz. How? Is there anything about that as a Utah Jazz fan you would not no, want no. to be a part of? Is there anything that you don't want to be a part of if I said to you, hey, Danny Ainge is calling uh, Donovan Mitchell to tell him that he's been traded? Oh, by the way, did I mention we have it on tape and it's going to be part of the next Inside the Jazz episode? Uh, that's going to premiere Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Are you going to watch Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? You're damn right you're going to watch. Yeah. Danny Ainge telling Donovan Mitchell he just traded him to Cleveland? You're going to – that's what I'm talking about. Ryan Smith – hey, by the way, on the next episode, uh, Ryan Smith is going to let Quinn Snyder go, and you're going to see it in real time as it happened on Inside the Utah Jazz. You're not watching that. The minute that it's available. <laughs> Hell, yes, you are. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, trust me, the sub count does not equal engagement or visibility at all. At all. The way that YouTube works, and to take you behind the scenes, 
The way you make money on YouTube is people watching your stuff. And specifically the way you make money is, hey, Jimmy in Centerville yeah. searched Utah Jazz on YouTube, got a result, saw your video, clicked on it, and watched it for five or more minutes. That's really where the money making happens. And if you have three million subs and nobody watches your stuff, it's worthless. It's worthless. And in inevitably, what happens is you grow when you form relationships. Like we're all friends. Like we're every morning, all of you and the two of us sit here and we just debate food topics usually. Right. But we just talk about sports. We talk about life. We're all just hanging out. That's why our show, I think, works. Mm-hmm. That's what you tell us anyway, is that, hey, our show's really easy to listen to. Hey, you guys are like, that's what this show's about. We're just sitting in your basement talking sports or in your car or in your truck or that's what this show's about, man. Yeah. And without you guys, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have it. So Greg, you're exactly right. Uh, Jizzy loves the Monty show. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, Neville says, yeah, but lockdown jazz is really boring. They don't even explain what's going on. They just lie to the fans. So nobody gets mad. <laughs> You guys actually say the real stuff. I haven't watched. <laughs> I haven't watched Locked On Jazz in a, a, a I, while. I, I don't think it's fair to compare that content to our content. No, and David works for the team. Like he's yeah, got to be really not, careful. He's not like, in the position that we're in. Yeah, it, it, David's. But in all a, due respect, in a very difficult thing. Uh, Greg says it's baffling to me as Jazz fans that I can't even watch the game on my TV provider. Baffling. Yeah. Baffling. It was funny. Gail Miller was at the game the other night, and I almost walked up to her and said, why did you make that TV deal? What You, you did what now? Because it's just, it's amazing. Um, brother, good morning to you, sir. He says, if Utah had a bunch of basketballs, of basketball, including soccer, what about baseball, including NHL? They need more atmosphere and play uh, better performance. Well, you need a better performance. There's no doubt about that. Ron Nuren says it's because Monty is a big dude with a uh, fatal punch. Could be. Could be. Exactly. That's why I don't punch people in the face. That's a conversation we had last <coughs> week. Uh, Keaton said the Jazz will put out a couple of two, three-minute videos a week, but uh, we need a deep dive into the team. You need inside the Lakers. Like, the Lakers are, are maybe the best example of this. Yes. These, they're not good. Yeah. And they tell us they're not good. They show us guys hurt. They take us inside. Like, you have to do that. You have to do it. Uh, Kurt says, Opinion, uh, opinions matter on your show. As a poster, I can be roasted one day and accepted the next. Yeah. I think the community, I honestly think that, that you guys all comment and talk and debate and go back and forth is what makes this show great. We're, yeah. we're, I don't know that we're any talented or any more entertaining than anybody else. You guys make the show. There's yeah. no, there's no yeah. doubt about that. 100%. Uh, Jeremy Severe says, which team does the best content? I mean, that's subjective for sure. I mean, I mean, Yes Network does a whole lot of good stuff. Like, do you mean locally? BYU, it's not close. BYU, by far, it's not close. Um, the Yankees and Yes Network, the Nets and Yes Network. The Flyers. The Flyers do really good YouTube stuff. Um Michigan State, hockey, football. Yeah, we pretty yeah, I, I mean I man. The I, Maple Leafs. The Lakers do really good stuff, man. Like the the Lakers the problem is I think NBA guys are so like the Warriors do pretty good stuff. Like I mean the problem is there's not a lot of it. 
There's not, and it's coming. More and more people are getting on board. YouTube's exploding. I think you guys know that. Uh, let us hear it, see it, and we'll pay for it. Exactly right. Yeah, and I just think that the other piece to this that I think you know gets ignored a lot is age of consumer. I mean, you have to understand that. I mean, you're you went from having again, with all due respect to the Millers, uh, just a really old leadership and ownership circle to now a young one, right? A energetic one, one that. One that it's kind of this young tech billionaire, and I and I think the tough thing for Ryan, and and I really empathize with this position that he's in, is like, yeah. hey, it takes time, right? Like we know, we told you on the show, I, I, I don't know, must have been you know month or two ago. Now you can go back and find it, but we talked about the TV deal in depth, in like in detail yeah. about their current situation and what Ryan would like it to be, and we kind of went into that. And so I empathize with Ryan Smith. I understand it's probably incredibly frustrating that prior ownership signed this deal that you're stuck in right now, and I'm cool with that. But I swear to God, if next season, right, because we were told, hey, this is the final year of this current TV deal. Streaming options. Right. Streaming like we're, options. We're going to roll out a whole thing. So I swear to God, if next year there's not a whole rollout of streaming, new TV channel, inside all access, inside the Utah Jazz, what you know, whatever you want to call that, like all of that stuff, then I will be really disappointed. But right now, I just don't think Ryan has a lot of choice with that. Now, the YouTube stuff, there's no excuse for that, in my opinion. There's no excuse. You have $100,000 a year that you could allocate you to a are, kid. Like, if you are a professional sports organization on any level and you not, are not creating native content on YouTube, you're screwing it up. Yeah. And, that's, and that's it's just, just and, the and, way and, it is, and man. I, I want to be really clear. Like, like, that doesn't come from a place on this show where we're even hating on the organization. I just think it's the reality of the business. Like, yeah. like it, you know, it, it just is what it is. Like, you, have you have to do to. it. You yeah. have to do like, it. Like, just the same way that we started doing this short stuff. And again, I, I, I'm happy to say it. I know for a fact we're not the best, the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? But it is a humbling experience to know what we've been able to accomplish through the YouTube platform. And, and yeah. the reason we started doing shorts is because it was like, okay, well, if we're going to be YouTubers, if we're going to be the guys who are on YouTube, then we need to be doing everything that YouTube has to offer. So that's literally why we started doing the short stuff. Yep. And I feel like the Jazz need to take that same approach. If we're any kind of professional sports organization, you know what? I feel like the English Premier League clubs do this really well. If you And I know we're not a soccer channel, but when we're talking about content... I, the English Premier League clubs do a great job of kind of bringing you behind the scenes and like showing you and like all that stuff. Yeah, I think the like, English Premier League does a... And they have rabid, rabid fans. Yeah. Rabid fans. Who are hungry for it. Yeah, you have to do it. Um, I, You know, I think the NFL does a really good job of it too. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain NFL teams who do a better job. But I feel like in the NFL, there's a benchmark that's been set sort of like... It's just it's just a given that you have a camera guy there during the locker room celebration. Well, and it's like, because of NFL films. Well, it's like the Baker Mayfield thing, right? Handing out footballs. Like yeah. there's always going to be coverage of that. Because it's NFL NFL films is the dominant is absolutely the dominant beast. Yeah. As is barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. The gift giving destination for every dude in your life is bbqpitstop.com. And you already know that things like Traeger Grills, Big Green Eggs, Yoders, Camp Chef, Pizza Ovens, you name it, they've got it. All the best equipments. But a lot of times, your guy will have a Traeger smoker already. But does he have the mat for the ground in front of the Traeger? Does he have the, the beautiful weatherproof cover for the Traeger to perfect, per, protect his smoker? 
Those are the things that gift giving is all about. Those seasoning sets that you can get that have rubs, spices, all kinds of great combinations, box sets that you can give as a stocking stuffer, done. You can get that bottle of Asado seasoning, put it in the stocking for your dad, your brother, your husband, your friend. Hook it up at bbqpitstop.com. They'll even ship to you at bbqpitstop.com. But I would always tell you, go to one of their five Utah locations from Logan, Layton, uh, St. George, Lehigh, and of course, our good friends in Murray, Salt Lake. I'm telling you, no matter where you are, and I should be corrected again, it is St. Jeezy, as we were yeah, told Jeezy. earlier in the shore and, show. And you got to put a little spin on it, St. Jeezy. Yeah, apparently they've officially changed the name of St. George to St. Jeezy. So down in St. Yes, Jeezy, yes, you can get barbecue pit stop as well. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but you're buying the humans at barbecue pit stop. They're just all good dudes to do business with. Um, so make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty show. Kay Nuren says, I need to find the jazz on my phone, but can't you are right. If you're not being found yeah. on people's phones, you're not doing you, it right. Let me ask this question. I think this is fascinating. How many of you are not even home? most times when the Jazz would be playing a game. Think about that. Like, for a variety of reasons. I'm not even saying you're the guy that works night shifts or anything like that. Maybe you've got three kids and you got to take them to figure skating practice. Maybe, like, we all have a life and we all have things that we're, we're doing. So, so how many of you do not even have the opportunity to be on the couch in front of the tube to watch the game? And furthermore, how many of you would want uh, a notification on your phone that says, hey, Jazz just tipped off against the Pelicans. Click this link to watch the game right now. Like you can, it, that's what the Jazz don't have. How many of you have notifications on our channel turned on so that when we do go live, it pings your phone? Because I, hope I you know do. for a fact, and I'm not, I'm not even doing this as a bit to try to get you to do it. I'm, I'm being really serious here. I know for a fact on my subscriptions for YouTube, right, that are free, right, the channels I subscribe to, when I want that content in the moment, I have notifications turned on. And all I got to do is click that. That push notification yes. goes right to the channel. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much untapped potential yes. here. Yep. And by the way, please uh, make sure you give us a, a like right now. Click the like button. Hit that thumbs up. That really helps the channel grow. Uh, I got about 20 minutes left in the show here. And we've got uh, 64 likes right now. Come on, 36 likes is all I'm asking for. Let's get to 100 by the end of the show. That'd be great. Uh, let's get some of your thoughts more on this. Kanai Johnson says, Zion is built like a green egg smoker, but with hops. <laughs> that ain't wrong, KJ. That is not wrong. That's well done. Um, Jizzy said, I thought they changed St. George to St. Jizzy. They did. We but just now discussed that. They've changed it to St. Jeezy. Oh, St. Jeezy. My bad. St. Jeezy. Uh, I would. I am home more about half the year. And I love notifications. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Um, Monty's show got better content between news, including a um, bunch more. I respect these guys, but the questions are, do they do play-by-play? -play? I'll be fine to listen to the news. I just respect you a bunch. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Really appreciate that. And that's that. the other thing. Like, play it, like again, see, we have these these different sections of YouTube where it's like, Hey, play-by-play -play content needs to be handled in a different manner in some respects than live spoken word talk show content. That's two different realms of live streamed 
content, but but one in the same in the sense that you know what you're getting out of Bowler. Yep. Right. I you, agree. But you also know what you're getting out of us. Like so, you know what you're getting, and I think that the Jazz could just there's just so much more they could do, yeah. and I want them to. Uh, Darren Jones says, have followed you guys since I subbed on my JJ gaming, 2009 account when my Phoenix team, uh, made the finals. You guys are the most enjoyable and knowledgeable cast I've watched. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Gage said, uh, that's how I came across your show. Typed Utah jazz in on the search bar of YouTube. See what wow, I mean? That's awesome. Dude. So thank like, you. Like Gage is a good example of a jazz fan that was hunting for Utah jazz content because what did he not know where to get jazz content? Yeah. So he just did a search like all of us. I do that all the time. And what do you know? Yep. Uh, Alex says, Locked on Jazz YouTube videos have more views than videos on your channel. That's cool. Yeah. And Very I don't cool. have an issue with that. Yeah. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, right now, BYU does, a gr does great at behind the scenes. I look forward to see what they will be doing next year after the move. It won't be the same, but it'll be interesting. I, I think it's going to be fascinating. I, to think, see I think moving to a conference is a gold mine of content. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that 100%. Like, Going to the Big so 12 is huge. many things. Yeah, huge. Tyler P., I like that I can interact with you guys. Any other Utah sports person won't even have conversations other than Tony Jones. And what is Tony, the best jazz guy? Well, and I think Tony does a great job on Twitter of talking to people. Yeah. That's what his strength is. I agree. Kanai says, I can't watch Lockdown Jazz for more than five minutes. The Monty Show is the only show I can watch or listen to. Oh, thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Um... Brother says facts, NY Monty fan. Um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. He, I think he said something about watching and paying and all that stuff. Uh, let's see. Ruff's official says I like listening to your show, but you guys get too butt hurt because people have different opinions than yours. No, you just say ridiculous things that most people find repulsive. Yeah, which so, is fine. It's your brand. We know so what you're you. getting from yeah. you. We know who you are. That's fine. Uh, let's see. LaPointe versus La Frontiera. Who you got? Smothered burrito debate. Let's go, Ron says. Ooh. That's tough, dude. La Frontiera is very difficult to beat. Yeah. And if we're doing smothered burritos. Well, I mean, obviously, Taco Surf in LA is where it's at. But I don't Who does the best? Cafe Rio? Yeah, that's kind of Cafe Rio's bread and butter, doing smothered is. burritos. But they don't shimmy it. You know what I mean? So they're No, not, they, they don't. don't. They don't shimmy it. They don't, I agree. Keaton Critchlow. The EPL clubs do a great job. Liverpool does an all-inside access for a lot of their big games, and they are a huge success and a blast to watch. They really are. It's. I mean, I love... I love... Dude, I love Chelsea. I'm a huge Chelsea fan. Uh, Kanai says, uh, what about Chubby's smothered burritos? I didn't even know Chubby's has a smothered burrito. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Eric C says rough popcorn. Sometimes I feel like if Monty's opinion or everyone in the chat's opinion is different than yours, they're wrong and stupid. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror. That's the thing I don't like. You can't call people stupid and you're an idiot and everybody has an opinion and everybody is entitled to their opinion. And those opinions are valid because that's what they believe. So they're not stupid just because you don't agree with them. But there's a line. There is very much a line. Uh, San Diego State says, when the Board of Regents makes its decision, San Diego State likely leaves the Mountain West. I'll be here to get your opinion and insight. College realignment is how I discovered you. Many other reasons I've stayed. Oh, hey, appreciate man, that. appreciate that, bro. San Diego State, I think, is going to leave the Mountain West. But Thanks. we'll see how the Mountain West... Reacts. But I think you're spot on with that. Hey, the decision's going to impact many, many schools. Again, which is why Utah fans should be here. Yeah. 
Totally agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, I already read that one. Eric C says different opinions are great. Roughs they are. They're huge. I think it's just well, it's just the essence of sports talk. Like again, there are things that we disagree on, but there are also things we agree on. So yeah. to me, it's like the and that's really and this is a greater conversation, different day, different show, whatever. That's one of the biggest things we face though in our country. I really do feel like even even if you're talking about seasonings at the store or at barbecue pit stop and it's like oh well that seasoning is better and if you don't like that you're stupid yep. like that's the biggest thing we face right now i feel like yep totally agree by the way how many people know that uh there's a hard knocks in season great question how many people know that it's on hbo and you can get it and it's the arizona cardinals by the way can i says uh i do get notifications for the monty show appreciate that uh, San Diego State says, yep, Nadis are on uh, for you guys and for the Suns. So I appreciate that, man. Gregory Hale says, streaming the Jazz would be great. Same reason I'd love streaming for Utah football. Would yeah, be phenomenal. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, I've stayed because of the Caruso hate. The loud Subaru through National Parks, test me messaging breakups. Oh, yeah, an actual good sports talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. I appreciate everybody uh, commenting. Eminem says local radio in Salt Lake is below average. Thank God for the show. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, Blake Phillips. Monty is such a talk down his nose minded person. Yeah, I totally am. I'm such a dick. It's amazing. Why are you such a dude? I, you, know, you, you know, know, like, how do you do it? Like, I'm a, you know? don- I'm a donkey. Yeah. Uh, Giggity said, do smothered burritos have chicken, Jake? <laughs> Does any uh, burrito have chicken? What kind of question is that? Is there that, anything Giggity? other than a chicken burrito in Jake's of life? Is that? I'm going to Chick-fil-A or Super Chicks or whatever and getting a chicken burrito. You know that. Yeah. Uh, Kay says uh, he is right. That's how I found your show. Love it. Great show. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, Maury says La Frontiere. I always have them smother. The, their French fries are amazing. Oh, I love damn. French fries. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love French fries. Uh, Gregory Hale says, I love this show, though. I think you favor BYU at times. It makes Utah football content that much better when it's discussed. Well, That's now, fair. It's fun. Now that, you know, it's cool. You know, Greg Romano, I love this show, though. I think you favor Utah at times. It makes your BYU. <laughs> 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 see, what he, see what he did there? See what he did there? Well All right. played. Speaking of the content you're really here for on the Monty Show at 9 o'clock, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Let's get Ruff's official involved in the show and talk about Doug Ducey, mm. the uh, governor of Arizona, real quick. Look at me. If, if I show you some photos... This photo right here. What do you guys think this is a picture of? Well, clearly some shipping containers, obviously. Like some metal plates. Yeah. The patent did, you know, would you believe spray painting? This is the same picture. Uh, that's the border wall. And Arizona Governor Doug Ducey is using shipping containers stacked too high. And oftentimes, welding metal plates between the wedges. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. To build a border fence that is not keeping people out. In fact, it makes it easier to cross the border in certain areas where the fence was built. But here's the real issue, and this is the problem with Governor Ducey. One, he said he is fast-tracking this so that the Democratic governor who won, Katie Hobbs, will have to deal with it. So he admits that part of it is just spiting the Democrats. Two, the people who are building this container wall have not taken into consideration the land that they are building on and the reason why the fence was not built in the areas where it was not. 
which is uh, because it's sacred tribal burial grounds. And so they thought just taking a bulldozer to those burial grounds was fine. And putting this on top of sacred burial grounds, which I'm amazed by. Yeah. I'm amazed by this. Do we have a problem in uh, on the border in Arizona? Yes, I live there. Trust me when I tell you. There's an issue. There is an issue with crime yep. and people coming over the border. Yep. Is this the answer for it? No, it's not. This is a multi-multi-million dollar disaster for the state of Arizona. And nobody can stop it because Doug Ducey is the outgoing governor. And... There's no reversing the damage that was done to those tribal lands. And there is no reversing the fact that they have. So there is a certain Jaguar population on the border between Mexico and Arizona that's endangered that now they're saying is on the verge of extinction because of the disruption from these shipping containers. So he's hurting the economy. He is hurting the tribal community and he is hurting the ecosystems that exist in these areas. They can't migrate. It's a migration issue. And he's doing it to spite the new Democratic governor because he knew the Democrats were going to win the state. And this is the stuff that I don't understand. Yeah, and I think it just speaks volumes to the lack of character. It's remarkable to me. It is remarkable to me that this is what we're doing. I, like, the... (laughs) It's embarrassing. Am I? I mean, again, I'm not disputing that there's a border issue. There's clearly a border oh. issue. Oh, no but doubt. I, what I am disputing is that taking old shipping containers that were just chilling and repurposing them for this is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Even for a Republican, it's one of the stupidest things oh. I've ever seen. And I think that I'm cool to have conversations about repurposing stuff. I think that that's yes. a conversation that we got to have more. But again, you, you're not you're not doing this to repurpose shipping containers. You're doing it to spite Hobbs, and that's what I have an issue with. And really, uh, at a deeper level, you're not respecting the the wishes of the public. You're not respecting the wishes of the people who founded the state. You're not respecting the ris- wishes of the people who do so much for the state of Arizona. We look at the tribal community as a blight, or they're human beings. Yeah. And you just dug up their ancestors to drop shipping containers to spite the incoming Democratic governor. You're a douche. Like, what are you doing? That guy's definitely a douche. I, I don't, I, I'm, it, it hurts my head. It's painful, dude. And, and I'm so glad we don't live there anymore. So everybody that was ball busting me about being a Republican and yes, I'm a registered Republican. This is not my Republican party. This is what I talk about when I say I grew up in the Reagan Republican Party. Do you feel like you grew up in the golden area of Republicans? Oh, I don't have any doubt that we grew up in in the 70s and 80s, you know, going through Jimmy Carter and Gerald Ford and growing up with Ronald Reagan and that whole thing. And then having the the Bush, the W, (coughs) that was where it all ended because... I don't know who this Republican Party is. I, re- I really don't. That we are disrespecting burial plots. And we are digging them up with a bulldozer so we can put 
shipping containers. Sorry if you're offended by that. When Donald Trump says, hey, can't build a wall there because of this reason, and then you come in behind that with bulldozers and drop shipping containers on top of it. Yosemites, Yosemites. You're an asshole. Yeah. That's what this is. That's yeah. what the, in it. So I just wanted to get out. I wanted to get that out. And, you know, it's remarkable to me. I, I, I don't know what to do. Ron Nolan says wildlife migration is absolutely being devastated. Yeah. By these shipping containers. Yeah. Because... Just look it up. It's well documented. For, yeah. For, for what Donald Trump was, Donald Trump actually has intelligence. He actually has, he, 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 the border wall thing was a stunt and he as much as acknowledged that, you don't, you don't, you don't need to go in there. This is, this is the Mike Lee problem in the state. This is the Doug Ducey problem in Arizona. Like we're doing things just to spite other people yeah and it's killing people and it's desecrating people and totally unnecessary i don't get it i, for what? I don't get it for what you're, you're uh, not you know. stopping anybody with these shipping containers by the way have is there any politician that we any of us like no is there any like it's so remarkable to me i think the last politician i was hopeful for was paul ryan and he's completely disappeared and I don't know if he ever runs for president or we went through the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donald Trump, Hollywood icon thing. But is there a Democrat in this country that's excited about Joe Biden running in two years? No. Is there anybody that's excited about Donald Trump running for the Republican nomination or Ron DeSantis or whoever the flip we wind up with? Like it, it, it's crazy. We have nobody to hang on to. You know, like it's remarkable to me that we just don't have a way to to look at Doug Ducey and say, hey, not only are these shipping containers making it easier for people to get over the wall, like that's the thing he doesn't understand. The shipping containers, just by the nature of their construction, make it easier for people to put ladders on them, to put, like they use these rope chains that hook onto things, they can't hook onto this wall, but the shipping container makes it easier for them to cross the border there. And I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, what are man. you doing? What yeah. are you doing? Never mind that the areas they put these shipping containers are unpatrolled, so people are going to destroy them. I, I, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's you're, sad, dude. I'm, yes, Dallin. Yes. I'm tired of choosing between the lesser of two evils for politics. We yeah. need like, and it sounds like a commercial. We need real leadership. We need real leadership. The, the, the issue at the border is a humanitarian issue. It's not a political issue. Where's Harvey issue. Dent when you need him, you know? Right? Like you need somebody that is, that cares about human beings. Yeah. And to his credit, grandpa Joe Biden, I think actually cares about human beings. If we learned anything through the Brittany Griner saga, it is that he did the right thing for American citizens by making that swap, right? Now, all the things that have come out about it, we now understand that according to Donald Trump, by the way, did you guys see this? He had a deal done for the same arms dealer, for the same arms dealer to get Paul Whelan out of Russia. And Donald Trump said yesterday he refused it and that he was not going to do it, even though he had the opportunity to do it. 
Uncle Joe's a terrible president, though. And so it just undercut all of the arguments of why didn't you do it? Because the, the Russians weren't offering that swap. Because if they had offered Joe Biden that swap, Joe Biden straight up said we would have done it. We would have done it. They didn't offer it. it, it it's amazing to me. It's not a Republican problem or a Democrat problem. This is an American problem. Yeah. Donald Trump wasn't a crappy president and Joe Biden's not an elite president. Both of them are crappy presidents who don't represent me, the 49-year-old. And I think I speak for you that they don't represent you, the about to be 29-year-old. Facts. How can they possibly represent the 18-year-old kid who's coming into real life in this world? Facts. I'm so fed up. Oh my God, I'm so fed up. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah, the, it's brutal. And you look at the World Cup in Qatar. This Grant Wall situation where Grant Wall, the soccer writer, drops dead. Oh, it's bronchitis, they're saying. He had bronchitis. And that, that made him instantly stand up and drop dead. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I don't know. But he was arrested and detained for wearing a, a gay pride shirt to represent his brother who is homosexual. And all of a sudden, the guy just drops dead? Like, it's crazy how many I'm people... drop that motherfucker. The new estimate is over a thousand people have died in the lead up to and during the World Cup in Qatar. Nobody cares about that, though. It's crazy. Just as long as Qatar gets its it, money. It's crazy. Like, I, I just don't... Where we are in this world, I, I, I don't even... Yeah. I don't even know what to do with it. I really don't know what to do with it. And whether it's Ukraine, whether it's that we don't solve issues at home, we go fight battles in Ukraine... We don't worry about homelessness because those are all just dirty scumbag people living on the street, which they're not. We don't try to help homeless people. We don't want to make American lives better. Like we're all upset because it wasn't our idea to forgive debt or it, you know, like we're all upset because of the border wall. Like we can't all get together and say, okay, we have this crisis at the Southern border. How are we going to fix it? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know because we're Republicans and you're Democrats. So we're not allowed to like work together. But like, now, let me tell you what now. Watch this fiasco that's going to be this spending bill that's about to come up. How many fingers are going to be pointed across donkeys and elephants? Yeah. And, yep. and, and yep. who's going to suffer for it? All of us are going to suffer for it. All of us. This supposed recession that's coming. Mm -hmm. It's been coming for a year now. <clears throat> Still not here. And inflation's coming down, but none of the Republicans want to tell you inflation. They don't want to talk about gas prices. Democrats don't want to talk about, you know, all the wild, you know, housing stuff. No, they want to talk about that. It's your fault because it's their fault, so it's our fault. Yeah. That the price of food was what it was and remains high. Yeah. You know, like, and Joe yeah. Biden wants to talk about gas prices and Donald Trump wants to talk about the stock market and... None of us want to talk about the fact that we have real issues that are affecting Americans and we need to fix them. Yeah. That's what my frustration is. So whenever he was like, oh, you're a liberal and the liberals are telling me that I'm a, a neocon. It's a like, neocon. Shut up. Somebody on Twitter the other day called me a neocon. <laughs> you're just another one of those guys that listens to Tucker Carlson and spouts his opinions. I haven't watched Tucker Carlson's show in years. <laughs> yeah. And it was over Joe Rogan and The Rock. That's how we got to that yeah. point. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It, it's amazing to me that all of that happens.
Yeah. Which is to say, can we talk about what food you like to buy at Costco? Because I got to tell you, last night I had the most amazing enchiladas. We, Mrs. Monty is dealing with this broken arm, right? Yeah. So we went to Costco and she bought soup, one of their, their veggie soups. And I got a pan of enchiladas. Oh my God. Those enchiladas cooked in like 45 minutes and they were so good. Rotisserie chicken enchiladas. Bomb. Amazing. But I will say their prepared food case, whether you buy a whole chicken, I've had their wings. Their, their hot wings are amazing. Mm -hmm. Their mashed potatoes, their macaroni and cheese. My favorite prepared food there is the street taco kit. Yeah. So good. And it's reliable. It's oh, bomb man. every time. Every, the creme fraiche. Yeah. Oh, every time, God. dude. Every time. It's so good. It yeah. is so incredibly good. Yeah. I mean, I think contenders are the chicken pot pie. Every time. Really you know it's good. It's going to be bomb. Really I mean, good. Those enchiladas, I've had them before. Excellent. Um, you know, I, I would even say the tortellini you can get at Costco is phenomenal. Um, obviously, Costco pizza you know, to me is, is one of the best value buys in the pizza market. Um, but I'm not, I'm not buying that, uh, over Papa Murphy's clearly, um, you know, to me like Costco, what Costco does, Costco is really good at giving you like above mediocre prepared food that tastes bomb. Yes. Maybe not nutritionally above great, mediocre. but above mediocre that tastes bomb at a really good price that could feed your family. So like, you know, that, like, again, pizza. Papa Murphy's pizza, to me, is the best pizza on the market. And I think that, like, I I now am in a place where I would never order a delivery pizza. I would always no. pick up. And again, even if they weren't advertising on the show, I would still do it that way because I do have a smoker and I do have, like, ways to make it really good. I don't know that I could ever order, like, like I would never order what Domino's. I call fast food pizza. Yeah, yeah Domino's I, I, or I Pizza Hut or, like, even the pie, with all due respect to the pie. Like, I like Papa Murphy's that much, but I know as a kid, when I was, you know, going to high school, that was one of my favorite things, Mountain Dew and, like, five Costco pizzas with everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what we right? remember Costco for. We used to Sunday NFL prep when we worked at, when I worked at Sporting News Radio. Yeah. Uh, Justin Hintz, my, my producer, would come over. We'd watch the Packer game, and I would hate it because he's a Packer fan. But we'd get, like, three or four Costco pizzas, and we'd have a bunch of people over to watch football. And we would prep for the show on Monday. He'd book a bunch of guests. I'd watch, take notes, all the stuff. But I don't think I could eat a Costco pizza right now. It's the, the it's way too greasy. Yeah. And now I'm a pizza snob because Papa Murphy's is so good. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know that I could do but it. But my point is at Costco, though, the question is what do you get at Costco? Like I that as a kid, that was one of the things we always used to get. Um, Jaron Eccles says chicken bakes are bomb. Chicken bakes are phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. I agree. I agree. Ruff's official says Monty is an expert on hostage negotiations, border security, and economics. It's like a human encyclopedia. No, the difference is I have a responsibility to know what's going on in the world, and you don't. Yeah. So, so the you, other day, you and form Ruff's opinions on your opinion. Yeah, this is the thing with Ruff's. The other day, Ruff's got all upset because he was. I mean, I think you. Yeah, and you do on most days, but you made a complete ass of yourself the other day. Yeah. With your Brittany Griner leaving yeah. a Marine behind for Brittany Griner, respect. and yeah. And it had nothing to do with that. And when I explained that to Ruffs, he's like, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, then what came out? Oh, yeah, actually, that's exactly what happened because I did my homework. Yeah, and your boy Donnie didn't do the deal. So how much of an ass do you feel like now? 
Like, come on, dude. But that's one of the things about this show, and I'll get back to Costco in a second. We actually do a lot of work to make sure we know what we're talking about. Yeah, we do the homework. We call people. We are voracious readers. We read all the time. Like, we talk to people about the jazz. We talk to people about BYU and Utah. You're not going to catch Utah. us like, rolling out a Britney Griner bit and not being educated on on the Paul Whelan situation or who this Victor Boot guy or like, well, like the, come on, dude. The, the thing that Ruffs was referring to the other day is his take was, I can't believe they left a Marine there and brought Brittany Griner home, which is what about 98% of people were saying until it came out. The Russians never offered Paul Whelan to come home for this arms dealer. They, ne- they said they would never do that. Or unless you're Donald Trump and you decided not to do that deal. Well, and Don, by the way, Donald Trump released a statement over the weekend saying that the Russians offered to make that trade. The Russians have said they never offered that. Yeah, wow. They said we are never going to give Paul Whelan back. He was, they claim that they caught, Paul Whelan's a former Marine. He was dishonorably discharged and from the Marines and he winds up working in security, like essentially data security. And he, the Russians claim that Paul Whelan was caught red-handed taking a drive, a thumb drive, that had sensitive information on it. And they arrested him for espionage. Is that true? I doubt that's true. I don't trust anything the Russians say. But all these people that want to say, hey, they should have, you know, they should have taken Paul Whelan and left Brittany Griner there. That was never an option. Do you not see now that Brittany Griner is in perfect health? That Brittany Griner lived comfortably. And why did the Russians do that? Because they knew they were not going to have her long. And they knew they needed her to be in good health. And they needed her to say good things to make this swap. It was never offered. Paul Whelan for bout boot was never offered. No, I guess not. So Ruffs got all upset the other day when, when that happened. And it just was, it was not a thing. I don't think anybody would take a guy who's been in a Russian prison for years now and leave him there. Nobody's leaving a a Marine veteran behind, dishonorably discharged or not. Nobody's leaving that guy. He's in, the thing that we lose sight of so quickly is they're American citizens. You don't leave American citizens in foreign prisons a moment longer than you have to. So the idea that you got Brittany Griner out doesn't mean that you chose to leave Paul Whelan in. Yeah. That's my biggest issue. Luis Capazzo says, have yet to have a bad prepared food from Costco. No, they're yeah, all tasty. Agreed. They ain't saying they're good for you. They ain't saying they're good for you. Uh, Gregory Hale said, my son literally said, dad, I'll go to Costco if it's a sample eating time. He hates grocery shopping. Oh my God. My guy. That's amazing. On brand. That is amazing. Justin Salas says the hot dogs used to be good, but they got rid of the Polish dog. Yes, they did. That is correct. Uh, Shorts All Year says, I don't tune into sports radio for politics. Well, that's why we segment the show. We do all the non-sports news and we rarely talk politics. Yeah. Because it, most people can't have a genuine discussion about politics. Yeah. So we rarely talk. But nine days out of 10, we talk food because everybody loves talking food. But we'll talk cars we'll talk Reiner was different because that's like that's a lifestyle thing that is a life and death thing yeah yeah but like we talk about amazon all the time like hey uh you know you can say to alexa hey alexa thank my driver and amazon will literally tip your driver five dollars yeah we talk about stories like that all the time we rarely talk about politics 
rarely talk about it. Um, Let's see. How many? Ron Nolan says, uh, I was at Costco last year. They missed, uh, they mismarked their baby back ribs at 99 cents a pound. I pointed it out to Butcher. He said, our bad for selling them as is. I bought 150 pounds. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 150 bucks for 150 pounds. I'll take that. Um, brother said, Costco is way too far at Westchester County. That's why I'm going to uh, way closer here at the Bronx. BJ's are the same as the Costco's. They have the pizzeria, Dunkin' Donuts, and prices are cheap. Man, I love donuts. Dude, I would smash donuts right now. I love donuts. I love donuts. They're just, they're way too good. Um, Let's see. Eric C. says, an American is freed and Americans aren't happy about it, which is crazy. Yeah, it's classic, isn't it? It's crazy to me, which I don't understand, (laughs) you know. Um, Little Jizzy says, yeah, let's trust what the Russians say, right? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, come on. Real credible dudes there, yeah. right? Come on. It, 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 no. Yeah. Come on now. Um, did you get, Jared said, did you guys talk about Rudy breaking the unwritten rule in basketball? Wanted to hear your take. Yeah. Yeah, we did earlier in the he show. Now, but what are you going to, the problem is the young guys like these young Thundercats yeah. coming up, they don't care about unwritten rules. They don't. They they just don't care. You know, like it, it, they, it just doesn't matter to them. Yeah. That's the problem. Um, for me anyway. The Monty yeah. Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Make sure you check them out online, theadvocates.com. Always good to be with you folks. Appreciate you guys being here every day. Please give us a thumbs up before you leave. Uh, where are we at on thumbs up today? We are at uh, 80 likes. So if 80, if 20 of the 84 people here give us a thumbs up, that would really help the show. Appreciate you guys. Uh, back tomorrow, we'll have a Jazz Pelicans preview for you. Of all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. By the way, BYU has a bowl game coming up. You know. Hoping the Fano brothers will join us this week. Uh, So until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.